Brandis, your homework is late. No, <laughs> but I was partying. That's why. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> I'm your host for this jamboree this evening, Brett Brandis, and joining me, the guy trying to catch me at the party and and, and report me to the cops for something I clearly didn't do. It's Eric. Tell me, name. I'm, I'm a snitch. I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> the one snitch at the party. No, Come on. no, no, no. Never snitch the, at the party. All right. I am Eric Manjo, and I'm the proctor for this uh, this set review. Oh, they, oh, I see what you did there. Because, yeah, okay. All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got a big one today, and we got to get started because we got a lot of cards to talk about. Oh, boy, yeah. Because like they do, <laughs> what is it, like every three months now, they come out with a new set? It feels like it's every month. <laughs> it, I know they do a main set every like three or four or whatever months, but it's always like, oh, Elder or Modern Horizons coming out. Oh, Time Spiral Masters coming well, okay, out. Oh, yeah. also the main set. I'm just so like new ah! new sets are printed every about roughly three months. Right. But, yeah. well, I can't even say that anymore because like Modern Horizons is going to pop up and be in between. Only standard new sets come out every three months. That's all we can say anymore. (laughs) Besides that, I know. What's funny is like it's been. It feels like there's been such a break for even secret layers. Meanwhile, it's been like two months. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) We're like, but where is it? (laughs) Wait a second. Oh, Wizards hasn't said anything in a while. Are they okay? I mean, clearly they're getting to a point where it is going to be like a monthly thing. Like they're even trying to set up now a. Uh, subscription service oh for gosh. secret layers. Yeah, that's. So <laughs> Did you see? Uh, we're ca- we're already getting off track. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. We can't be talking thing. about this. But yeah, it's the on the they took they asked some people to take a survey, and apparently one of the, I don't know if this was on the survey or not, but the price for this yearly subscription to be yeah. able to buy like four exclusive uh, secret layers. Plus some other benefits like a ten percent discount, free shipping, was two hundred dollars a year. Two hundred. Now, see, the worst part about this service to me is the exclusive part. I think if they just use the service as saying like, like if you're going to be buying a lot of these, like, yeah, but exactly. the, the fact that they lock some, like the whole point of this to me was like to provide access to random cards and cool art. This is already a premium product. The only yeah, people yeah, are a lot of money. It's like super duper premium. So the you know that they're going to do something like, oh, the first exclusive uh, membership secret layer is going to be like, ooh, the special full art, uh, full art fetch lands. One of like the top right. five ones, thirty dollars each. When normally that'd be like seventy dollars <laughs> for a secret layer, like thirty dollars. Like, subscription. Oh, you would be. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have gotten this if you got the two hundred dollars subscription. What oh could be the next God. one? But then the rest of them are gonna be like, "Hey, remember those cycle of you know like like random morph creatures we we printed three years ago? That's what you get now." And everyone's like, man. "Oh man!" Uh, if they if they do actually come out with some more information on stuff like that, we're gonna have to have an episode dedicated to like all of that because yeah. it, it just seems like an abusive system at that point. <laughs> it, it really is. And, and, 
Yeah, and I can get into the nitty gritty of like how much money I think that they expect to make from not not actually dollars, but like talking about like oh they, how they arrived at two hundred dollars versus uh, like for the subscription, yeah. Yeah, which sounds absurd everyone. to me. <laughs> like, oh man, it's so much. That sounds it's absurd. So much. All right, well, back into our party though. Let's get it kicked off. What are you going to drink at this party? So I picked up another. Uh, if you um, if you've been listening long enough, you know that I am a sucker for these local breweries. Yeah, so I'm picking up uh, Oak Highlands Brewery. It's a uh, Tijano Picano, and I probably pronounced that wrong. <laughs> it's Nailed a it. it's a pecan brown ale. Ooh, pecan is in like the nut pecan, right? Like like nuts pecan. Yes, I'm saying it with my midwestern accent. <laughs> yeah, pecan. Yeah, I was like, what the? Ooh, so... yes, it's a pecan. <laughs> I got a special one for you, guys. I'm back on whiskey, but I chose one special for today because we might be doing a double header. Therefore, I even brought the bottle so Eric can see it, but you guys can't. Oh, good. So I got the double rye. Oh, <laughs> oh you know, I have, I should have gotten like a double IPA for this. There you go. Exactly. So I was thinking about it. Uh, so this is from High West Distillery out there in Utah. Uh, pretty craft, but uh, available everywhere. Uh, so they do some pretty good stuff. This one is a wild whiskey. They're double rye. It is the only whiskey that I've had where I can legit taste the mint <laughs> the mint mint like minty freshness in this whiskey and like and like chocolate it's really bizarre but That's i get cool. like i get like the peppermint patties in this whiskey now again we're already five minutes in we've had to talk about a single card but i have to ask what's a double rye like isn't it just like a rye so yeah so it's just rye what why they call it double rye i think they like double barrel it put the double rye. part yeah refers to them putting it in one barrel aging it in that taking it out, throwing it in another barrel, aging it in that. And I think they mix in different ryes at different times when they do it in either barrel. So that that's what the double's talking about. Oh, look, even the back. I could go super far into it. We get asked all the time, why double? Why double? <laughs> that's what I'm literally that's reading so from. perfect. Reading they they from know the exactly like Yeah, why people are asking. Um, yep, they sourced it from multiple distilleries. Uh, and it's it's two years old. That doesn't change much. And then it's done it's, by putting it in well, two different barrels. Yeah. So first, it's the first rye step, and then if there's a creature with double <laughs> rye, then you go on to the du- the normal rye. You get to attack step. twice. Yeah. It, <laughs> this whiskey it, strikes twice. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a creature with just regular rye, and then someone has double rye, then you're losing. losing <laughs> Uh, with that, let me. You're talking mechanics now. I think we should just skip ahead to talk about the mechanics of the set. We might as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We got to Let's gotta let's get, get some this. magic in there. So, new set means new mechanics. Generally, not always. I don't think, but uh, for this one, for sure, uh, we got. Actually, what's weird about these new mechanics though is they're all very familiar. I would say, right? Yeah. None of these are going to be like oh, I've never heard of that before. One of them a little bit, but it's one a very them, yeah. familiar subject. Um, we'll talk about the most important one first, I guess, which is going to be Magecraft. Right. So, uh, Magecraft is essentially, it's a keyword, um, that's very similar to prowess. If you've been playing since, uh, since the, uh, Tarkir days, I believe is the first time prowess came up. Yep. So basically, um, it, uh, it triggers on whenever you cast a spell or whenever you copy a spell. Yeah. 
So or it, instant or sorcery, instant or sorcery, yeah, which is important. Prowess was, important. I think, just non-creature, non-creature, right? Yeah, it could be any kind of artifact and stuff. This is so this one limits this. you to just instant or sorcery spell, but if you copy it for some reason, so if, for instance, if you cast a um, like a twin cast to copy a lightning bolt, yeah, Magecraft would trigger twice because twice. you cast the spell twin cast and then you copied the lightning bolt spell. So a copy twice for that. Which this instantly made all of those cards like infinitely better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because for that reason alone. <laughs> yeah. For that reason alone, you want to be look actively looking for cards that copy things in any sense. Right. So if there's a um if there's there's that commander that if you you reveal the top card of your library and then if it's an instant source spell, you can cast it. Right. If you and all spells that you cast from your library, you copy. So that alone is 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 and kind of the, the immediately. I think what you could think of too when you hear this new mechanic is like, "Wow, how abusable is Storm now?" <laughs> and <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, Storm yeah. just got broken in Commander again. But Storm, that's so such an innocent mechanic, oh Brett. Why? Yeah, but now why they would just you like. Ever... Now they made every storm card have another card that it breaks with. It's just, <laughs> it's just like holy crap. Oh man, yeah. Because you'll you'll get a mage craft trigger for every single copy of whatever storm card you have played. Exactly. Most of them are instants and sorceries. I don't think there's any permanent storm cards. No, I think they're all instant sorceries. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I just had sure to do the thing where I was like, sorceries, oh, like. No, there there's spells that make permanence, but yeah, yeah. there's none. So so and, that's the main one. We're gonna see it pop up everywhere. And and any kind of permanent that has this is now kind of so an interesting about that mechanic is that instants and sorceries are in like every set. Or, or like not every set, sorry, every deck. Like every deck right. is gonna play that's like you're just always going to be able to trigger almost like landfall is, where like, yeah, we're playing lands in every deck. You're gonna be able to trigger landfall every time you're also going to be able to trigger magecraft every time so for some of the really strong magecraft abilities it's it's one of those things that oh wow it might be worthy to include just because i'll trigger this one to two to three times and it's gonna get busted <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it'd be, yeah like you said every every single deck plays instant sorceries and i think one of the cool things about this is it's pretty magecraft i think is represented in most colors in this oh uh, yeah all of them yeah every single one has oh. magecraft yeah that is, is true too that is which is kind of cool because yeah. usually they limit to like a uh, spell slinger uh right just red and blue like, would have it this set or something kind of thing right be but really now weird. it's like oh okay i can play i mean not that green and green needs much help but yeah. <laughs> usually it's not like a spell slingery type uh type color but now you got it so i remember them talking about this I actually read like an interview of them where they're designing sets more with that in mind because what they noticed was when they were designing sets where the five colors had five separate keyword abilities some of them were way more powerful and it would lead to situations where like we're only playing this two colors for like a set year so they're trying to be a little more all-inclusive of the colors and everything, which is really neat. Yeah. That, trying to make it more competitive. That's really good, too, because also it lets you be more flexible, I think. Yeah, you don't want to be stuck playing the same two colors in a limited format every single time. You want right. everything to be competitive. Yeah, and like like you said with the 
yeah, this this spell slinger thing, if it's only in blue red, it's like, oh well you can't really add any more flavor to it after right. a certain number of iterations. Yeah, right. It's been ability. done before. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, we know that blue red's gonna be instant of sorcery. So in order to enable that cool mechanic that we want, we have to have all these instant of sorcery spells. Yeah, and that's all they become from then on. Right. All right, well, let's talk about, uh, we're just going to glance over the next mechanic. It's learn, uh, and with those are lessons. It's a really cool, flavorful thing for a school set to be, where a card will say learn, and you can go get a lesson out of your sideboard. It has nothing to do with Commander. What <laughs> happens when you learn for regular, um, for Commander, is you loot, and, or you rummage, rather. Rummage, you have to yeah, discard yeah. a card, and you get to draw a card. The cards are so terrible. There's not a single good card at a learn set. I think they had to dumb this down because they didn't want it to be too powerful, especially yeah. with the fact that you get to, especially those cards that you get out of the sideboard. Some of those effects we know are super powerful. Like you see the Fey of Wishes everywhere in, in mm -hmm. uh, constructed formats because you get to grab the silver bullet cards out of your sideboard and just like win the game with them. Right, so exactly. They, they had to limit it. And this this is this is where if uh, if you're new, uh, we're pretty much just talking about commander relevancy <laughs> for these for these set reviews because that's that's the format that we enjoy and play the most. Yeah, it's um, the casual format. We learn could, yeah, in limited about. is like the best one. Pretty good, pretty freaking good. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be you're going to want these cards. That's it. Yeah. They all say draw a card, which is <laughs> huge. Yeah, they, yeah. Essentially, there there's tons of cards that like oh well, you have this busted lesson. All right, then pretty much every, like, there's a two-mana sorcery that says gain for life learn. Well, that also says draw your best <laughs> removal spell. Well, yeah, so, the, again, the lessons are pretty bad. If you've looked at all the lessons, they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not the best, but... I like how they made them all colorless so that it doesn't matter what learn spell you're playing, you can go get a lesson. Uh, so not now, all of them, technically. There are, them. yeah, there. And the better ones are the colored ones. Are the colored ones? I was going to say the one that makes a two-one flyer. Yeah, for three. Like that's just a great limited card. And uh, there is a removal one. There's a removal one in uh, colorless too, but it's not great. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. J but I just wanted to point that out before you now. you were yelling at us if, if you're like. And yeah, no, then two months terrible. from now, when there's this bus, no, we got to be deck. hard and fast about these. They're terrible. They're all terrible. You're all, they're all terrible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we need the clicks. The uh, last one oh, is man. actually is actually uh, what they have called a uh, new evergreen keyword. They actually think they're going to keep this one around, and I'm all for it. It's ward. It's a, okay. They, it's a they said they're going to keep it around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It. I think they're going to use this in in lieu of hexproof, and we'll explain why. It's because Ward, for the most part, some of them, well, they all have different costs, but right. Ward comes with a cost. The cost is usually a mana cost, so it'll say Ward 2. That 2 is what you have to pay if you're an opponent to target uh, your the creature with Ward. Yeah, it's like a tax on your on your removal spell or ability. Yeah. And I really like that. The, the blanket hexproof, and it, it used to be Shroud, where Shroud you can't target you yeah. and your opponent shroud is actually more interesting right because then you as the player couldn't target your thing as well yeah it's, it's, it's way more fair and then hexproof is just like only your opponents can target your stuff um which makes more sense i think from a game design perspective because it's just like there's less feel bads we're like oh i'm gonna play my cool thing and then equip my oh wait i can't because it is shroud but <laughs> and then once you play enough enchant or like 
enchantments or equipments and in, in playing more magic, then I think you appreciate Shroud more because it's like actually a uh, it's not just an objectively better thing to have on your creature. Right. Um, but yeah, I love this uh, this uh, this uh, take on protecting your creature with an ability like that because, like you said, you can have different costs for this. Yeah, it's interesting. Throughout the set, and we're not going to bring up a lot of them cards, but there's ones that say, like, pay three life. So to target, which is things we've seen on cards before, uh, like uh, the Bone Crusher Giants pretty much says that, right? He has a, he has a ward of right. pay two life. So we see these everywhere, but they're going to, that's why they're going to make it an evergreen. I think they, they put this on enough cards that they're like, we should just have a word for this and then we'll uh, have a cost associated. So it's actually pretty sweet. Yeah. And, and if they can make it prohibitive enough so that it just basically becomes expert like if someone yeah, has like so, Lord and, and there nine. is a card uh that we'll talk about next episode because it's in the commander set that has ward eight right yeah so it's just like, <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you want to target this thing you better have just infinite mana <laughs> Mm-hmm, exactly it's gonna and that's gonna feel then, really bad and then you, you know what if you want to pay 10 mana for your removal spell <laughs> you do that god damn it you, you deserve, deserve it you deserve creature. to get rid of this guy absolutely <laughs> yeah i think it became a like hexproof became a problem when when they started putting hexproof on like 2020s with indestructible haste trample we all know the cards <laughs> right? like, uh, that's when hexproof became really a problem and everyone's like we're really sped up with hexproof we need yeah, to be able to target things. And it's one of those things that it makes, like, it can really put a card over the top. It can make a card busted. It's like, yeah. oh, man, it's, yeah, it's a 5-5 five, five trample even, ace uh, with three, for three mana, and it has hexproof, so I can't even kill it. It's just like, oh, wait, yeah. When they first printed it, the Geist of St. Traft was like, beyond, and and uh, Invisible Stalker for Limited was beyond, but it was just a 1-1 one, one <laughs> that had hexproof, you can't block it, and it was beyond busted for limited yeah don't you, don't you think it's interesting that they removed unblockable as a keyword i feel like they still have it around it just doesn't pop up as often because they oh well, they, they say now can't be blocked right? can't be blocked yeah but they <laughs> just don't say unblockable right. they do say it's can't like, be blocked what? now yeah that is weird that it uh, i mean it's, it's that ability is not on creatures anymore really like it's always menace but True, I think but Menace kind of is pretty sweet. Reason. I was I was really happy with Menace's ability too. That's a great uh, evergreen keyword that popped up relatively recently. That's not. I think so, and I imagine it was a similar thought process. Yeah, as... yeah, probably right. They saw it in enough cards and went, "This is pretty sweet, and we want to do this more." It's like, oh, okay, yeah, exactly. And then it, it, it's especially limited unblockable, just like a two-two unblockable. I mean, it's kind of like flying, but <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's just like. Oh, can't can't get this thing and then you added one more of the mechanics that we won't see in the main set these are all only in the commander decks right Um, and we'll definitely talk about glance over all the cards i guess we could talk about the because it works with magecraft which is important yes yeah and it's one of those things that i think i will so i'll get more into this during the uh the commander commander version but so this is called demonstrate so uh, when demonstrate says when you cast this spell you may copy it if you do choose an opponent to also copy it and they may choose new targets for uh for those copies and one of the one i'm looking at right now has it's ex- excavation technique sorry yeah. that's a hard word to say for me <laughs> uh and it's, it's destroy target non-land permanent its controller creates two treasure tokens for three and a white 
So for four mana, you can destroy cool. up to two non-land permanents as a, as a sorcery, which is yeah. and then choose it, good. and then but and then you have to choose an opponent, right? Yeah, right. It says, yeah, it says you're choosing them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you copy it, then but doesn't it, target them. I always I found the language very confusing in these. Where like I, I don't. The way it's worded, it sounds like all your opponents are going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wait, what's happening with this? I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> say target, yeah. Um, but it doesn't say, you know, destroy also, non-land permanent and opponent control. So that opponent you choose could say like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to target your thing. <laughs> so it definitely plays into the politics game. Yeah. But this is... Um, this is a pretty interesting ability. It's it's very evocative of the tempt cycle. Yeah, I I love demonstrate. I think that's sweet. I think that's so just cool. I just love that mechanic. I'm gonna want all those cards for sure. But one one other thing I wanted to say about the language of it is because because it says an opponent, it doesn't necessarily say you're choosing them. It doesn't say you choose at all, which confuses it, me as well. No, it just if you do choose an opponent. It does say choose an opponent. It does say choose an okay, opponent. Okay, I feel like there's another card in the set that doesn't specify that you choose an opponent. It just says, like, an opponent does this. Yeah. That, and it's um, like, wait, then who, how does it, how is, how is that opponent chosen? <laughs> I feel like the original version of Fact or Fiction or something. Says that? It says that. Okay, yeah, and it's almost like it's coming back. I swear I saw it in this set. I, I couldn't tell you where like, right oh, now. Like, an opponent decides something. But, yeah, and, and it's like, wait. Like, how does that get targeted? I can't target. It just says an opponent does it. Like, yeah, factor an opponent. Yeah, yeah. So they they brought back that language for some reason in the set, which has got just really messy. All right, now one other thing in this main set before we even get before. to the main set. We Twenty minutes into a podcast, we're like, we're gonna tell you we all about these. Get there stuff. because just so much is coming in. So they decided. Which actually, I love this. I gotta say, I love this. Oh yeah, I absolutely love this. It's almost like they printed Secret Layer into the set itself because they printed all these things called Mystical Archive cards. Preach. And the art is just incredible on all these cards. You're guaranteed one per pack. That's any pack. Per pack, Brett? Per pack, Eric. Instead oh of promo God. cards that are, you know, locked behind the collector booster gate, which uh, they do have Japanese versions that those are locked behind uh, collector booster gate. Unless you buy a Japanese box, then you just get them as well. But And they do look sweet. If you're into that, you can't read your cards. Unless you can read Japanese, then sure. But... I, right. I just think the regular mystical archive cards look amazing. I think they look yeah, they look so good. And just to right. say, um, I I just looked it up. Uh, it says on the Wikipedia page, collectors boosters gets three of them. They it do says get at three. Least three. Yep, collector boosters but, get three. Set boosters get I think one or two. It's like one or two, and then draft I, boosters are guaranteed oh, one. They look so good. So I don't know what it is about them. They like, look just, incredible. What is your favorite art? so far my favorite art god i mean just pick one i <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally just throw i couldn't tell you they're yeah they're incredible I, I don't know some of my favorite arts are the cards that i'm actually probably not even gonna buy out of them you know like mm-hmm. i guess of, of the ones that maybe i i'm gonna buy and that like adventurous impulse is one that i just i love that kind of like path to no, nothingness kind of oh ideal. yeah 
I love that style. Um, I like uh, the memory lapse a lot, which is actually the art that they used on the collector boosters with the girl's hair, blue hair, like like lifting into the sky. I I love that. So I I love uh, strategic planning with that one's sweet. That one's sweet. Uh, Demonic tutor. I love. Yeah. Sweet. I like the duress a lot. The duress is sweet. (laughs) Sick. It's so now. On the count of three, what's the worst one? <laughs> okay, this is so easy. This is a uh, one, two, three. Faithless, Faithless looting. looting. What the hell happened? Get out of here with that. It is, it's so bad. I know Eric said, or not Eric, you're Eric. Pat said he didn't like Harmonize, and it's a similar art style, but it's not nearly as bad. That one's fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Harmonize is fine. It's it's the Faithless Looting. Oh, the Teferi's Protection looks sweet, too. Which... <laughs> Every time so, I look so, at one, I'm so, like, "Oh, that looks good. That looks good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all look. Oh they all look good. They all look incredible. So, but like a, a card I just name dropped, and one you did too, Demonic Tutor, Teferi's Protection. These are Commander bombs. Oh yeah. These are going to be showing up. I mean, probably you would imagine you'd find one of these in a box, right? Roughly, you'd find one of those two per box. So. One thing I don't know if it's out is um, the like how uh, frequently or infrequently rares and mythics are going to appear in packs because well, there's no there's no common there's no commons art. right so but it is I think they did release that statement it was like sixty percent yeah it's going to be uncommon uh, and then it was like thirty or twenty percent rare and and, and the, I forget the exact ones but you you can look up the actual. The percentages uh, percentage of, of how uh, many they're going to drop. Yes. Okay. So then you Those can. Are released. I'll, I'll leave in in perfect uh, school and college fashion. I'll leave that as an exercise to the reader. <laughs> to yeah, I, I don't feel like right now, but but yeah, but but importantly, because one of these is going to end up in every pack, they're going to be cheap. I'm going to end up like like picking up all these singles because they just look amazing. They look really good. It, I, <laughs> I don't the expensive ones like Teferi Protection, which costs like an arm and a leg. I bet that will still be expensive, just because. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely will. will be it, it, it'll be in the twenty twenty dollar range, I'm sure. And some it'll of be these, cheaper. It'll be cheaper than the original printing. I I don't think so. It might be cheaper than the original printing now, like as of recording. But like, there's no way people, given the choice of buying this Teferi's Protection, the regular one, you just think because of the, the art. One. No, no, no. The problem is not the art; it's the supply, man. And this is going to be well more supplied than the original. Well, I I think people who I think that this the demand for this art Teferi Protection is like if there's two available at the same price, the demand for to, the the cooler art one is going to be higher. All right, to all your listeners, we're going to have a bet right now on Dragon Party. Which Teferi's protection in one year's time will cost more? <laughs> Mystical Archive or OG Printing? Mark it it's now. Not... The parties are divided. It's not even going to be close. I'm going to need my party on this side of the room now. just like don't talk to them anymore we have the red cups he has the blue cups yeah the blue cup side come over here come over here we can't be talking to the snitch side okay (laughs) well i'm just worried for everyone's safety (laughs) you see you see he admitted it blue side rules (laughs) (laughs) my dog on the right face (laughs) oh my god rivers i miss that stuff man that was that was such a good mm-hmm. show. All right, 
Let's get into the main set. Finally. Why not, right? Finally. Almost a half hour in. We might as well, right? I guess we'll so, talk about the main uh, set. So we're not, I'll just say this, we're not going to do like a top 10 list because... No, maybe later on, maybe later. I guess, but yeah, um, not, not now. We're basically we're just, just going to talk just about into all the cool cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, and just see, and, and figure out what you do with them, how good it's really going to be, how often we maybe will see it, how expensive some of these things will be. Right. In general sentence. It's just like really yeah. expensive, available, or cheap as hell. Alright. Uh we're first gonna do a category of all the new commanders. Not all the commanders, not all there's a lot of legendaries. A lot of, legendaries. <laughs> a lot of legendaries. We're not gonna talk about all of them, but a lot of them. Because a lot of them, it's really funny. That it just doesn't it just look like they're designing these for commander? Oh yeah. There, there's <laughs> there's no doubt. Like so we're first talk about because this used to be called EDH Commander. It did so. There are five new Elder Dragons, and these are just like some of them are just obviously made <laughs> for Commander. Yeah, the way that they're uh, worded, others, others aren't right. Uh, th- th- with these specifically, I wasn't as like oh duh, Commander only. Like only only whoa, two of them was I like two of them. Yeah, that's that's literally only Commander. Like why they did that, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about those two first, I guess. Let's let's go into those two. First. They are. Uh, I was gonna say the only two ones that like. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Go, go to the okay. Let's start with the re- the worst one first. To me, I, probably you too. Which is the civic one, I right? Think. Which is shocking. Yeah, <laughs> because that's absolutely unbelievable. And thank God. And honestly, good. Yeah, I'm totally okay with this. Uh, so this guy is a three or five mana, sorry, three uh, green and a blue for a flying trample four four elder dragon. When he enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one counters and target creature you control. Not bad, but not great. When it attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of all other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Quandrix, which is the name of the card. I didn't mention that. Power and toughness until end of turn. So four four. So mini uh, mirror entity on a stick there with, when it's attack trigger, which attack triggers historically aren't yeah. great in commander. Yeah, there. This is kind of a theme among a lot of commanders that I've been noticing. Is it's just like it's just not quite there. <laughs> like it's not like there's so many things that it could make this card better. Like double the counters on target creature you control instead of all of them. I feel like that's, that wouldn't be too crazy. I think double that the would. Counters. Of, on all, I think that would. I, I think that think, would get out of control. I don't think so. Um, or Definitely. like... <laughs> I'll just enter the battlefield. Because the enter the battlefield is the dangerous ability. If you make that one the strong ability, he'd be terrifying. Meanwhile, I think his stronger ability here is the attack trigger, which is why, like, no, 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 exactly, and it's it, it, but that's what makes it like not great. I think, (laughs) like, there's no, there's no way, like, um, that you would play this over some of the other uh, Simic plus one plus one type commanders. Yeah, no, like, and um, and like, so already we've we've like crossed him out as commander though. Would you even put him in the ninety nine though? No, I don't <laughs> think so. Do I don't think he makes it. He doesn't do anything. Like the base, the the second ability where it makes the target or makes all creatures four fours. It only works as if they have plus one plus one counters on them, and they're less than 
four yeah. four. You have to really out of a specific. So like he'll show up in certain decks. I'm sure he's got sweetheart. He's an elder dragon, so I'm sure he'll be around. But he's not great. He's terrible. Yeah. Which good. <laughs> yeah, uh, on, moving on to the next one down. What's up? So I want to just uh, I want to take a look at one of the other Simic like plus one plus one commanders. Oh, that dude, just are do Voral Voral the whole clade. Tap ability, double all counters on like a permanent you control. You could just do it. Like he's he's ridiculously strong compared to this. Guy, yeah, because you could do it every turn. <laughs> exactly, you do it every turn. Double all counters every turn. It's more what you want. Yeah, double. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, it's just like you can double all the counters every turn. There's Prime Speaker Zagana, right? Which you just draws you a bunch of cards. Draws you a bunch of cards. Yeah. There's. Rolesque, which is not like a good card, which is a four or five flying trample for five mana. The Simic. This is the card I was. So it's even about. a bigger card, right? It's a bigger card. And he only costs four mana. Five mana. So it's he same, does cost five. Same. Same CMC. Put two counters on another creature you control when ETBs, but when it which dies, which might as well be double sometimes. Might, yeah, it be because when he dies, proliferate twice, which puts <laughs> yeah. two counters on all all your creatures. Which on all on all. Yep. Yep. Right. So it's stuff like that, and also there's. Pier and Toothy is a partner commander. It's just like oh, they're uh, way better. There you go. They're just way better. Way yeah. Better. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to highlight with like yeah, everything it does. It doesn't do it that well. <laughs> Cross them out. Yeah. All right, I'll move down the line to the left here and do Galazeth Prismari, uh, the cheapest of the Elder Dragons at four CMC, two a uh, blue and a red. Just has flying. Is a three four. When he enters, create a treasure token. And he also has artifacts you control, have tap, add one mana of any color, but you can only spend this to cast an instant or sorcery spell. He's actually pretty sweet. He is pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. I mean, super basic though, right? This is You're not going to do anything crazy interesting. You have to really yeah. reach to be have an interesting deck with this one. I feel like if I'm sitting across from this, I'm like, I want to expect something cool because he's so base level. You're not going to be showing me like wowing me with his abilities, right? Because there, there's a. They, I was kind of thinking like, what in a spell slinger deck, right? Which it has to what, be right because that's kind of what his ability is doing for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, artifact theme though. No, what I was going to say is what artifacts tap that you have out. Don't tap for mana already. Already, yeah. Or tap to do something. Which is a little bit the inspiring statuary, like, crux, too, right? Have you ever played that card? That's the one that gives everything improvised. Every non-artifact card improvised in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's kind of awkward, because like, you're playing a lot of artifacts, and you those don't artifacts. get the improvised. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, well, crap. Exactly. Yeah, I, I imagine building, like, a Galazeth Prismari deck, and then just ramping out and being like oh well all my uh, artifacts yeah. right. <laughs> oh now i kind of have nothing yeah like, so oh, i, don't I get, think it'll I get be like two deck. three extra mana out of this and i was like uh, well, if you want to play incident sorceries there's it's just a lot i think better if you want to play like a dragon incident sorcery themed deck mm -hmm. i Maybe. bet if you want to do that go for yeah, it yeah no if you want to do that play niv mizzet though right you play niv mizzet which one yeah there's a million <laughs> yeah, any, exactly. of them. any of them yeah. Any of them are better than him at, in, That's a good point. in terms yeah. of spell. Literally. So, does he go in the 99? Maybe. Maybe. He's... Yeah. Maybe. That's, He's not that I mean, great. he makes a creature... To, he makes a treasure token that can just tap for mana that you don't want to sacrifice. Um, for instance, the sorcerers only, yeah. For instance, the sorcerers only. 
Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you I, could. See, this great. is what this is exactly the kind of card that I put in immediately because I pulled one in a in a like a sure. draft booster. If you pull and them, I play take them. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Out right. Yeah, you pull it, it looks cool, play him. And then you find that like, wow, he's not really doing much. All right. Like so I will I'll say Go this ahead. for this one, last one. Like Sun Titan is the perfect card that I use as my barometer for if a creature's gonna make ah. it. Because it's such a good card. You can use it in so <laughs> many different ways. But man, I just always end up taking it out unless I can, unless it's like a blinky kind of deck. I'm just like, because oh, it costs man. a lot, and yeah, yeah, costs a lot. It's just, it's a. It creature feels that real does bad when you play a Sun Titan and it doesn't do anything. To it doesn't do anything. You're it just like, oh, well, it's a six-six vigilance, which is pretty good. It's but... Okay, that is a good. Yeah, that is a card I have in my binder for sure. Right where it's like it's been sitting there forever because I have one deck that plays it and not really another. Yeah, exactly. Even though, like, when you look at it, you're like, oh, this is super powerful. Look at like, how many things I can do with it. You're like, oh, man, you kind of got to build around it. <laughs> a little Which, bit, yeah. at least with being a legendary creature, you can, but who knows? Maybe yeah, but this one, again, stuff. this one, that one, you really can't. That one's so basic. <laughs> you almost you can't really build around him. The yeah. next one, you can also not really build around him. So this is the most expensive, well, tied with another one. Five, a red and a white, the Boros, or how they're calling it, Lorehold now. His name's Velomachus Lorehold. The Elder Dragon 5-5, five, five, Flying Vigilance Haste, like that. Mm-hmm. Whenever he attacks, another attack trigger, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to Velomachus's power from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on bottom of your library in, in random order. I To me, that attack ability is terrible just for the fact that it could miss and i'm telling you it's gonna happen a lot and sometimes you're gonna hit a card that is not good right now (laughs) and it's just it's again it's just so close if this was non-creature spell at least you could hold all your ram spells that you put in your boros deck like all those Mm -hmm. mana rocks that you put in to get to seven yeah (laughs) because you're not getting them any get getting there any other way man it's just like top seven that's a lot of cards and he costs way too but much, man. That's a seven mana seven commander. Mana. We know how hard that is. We know how hard that is. It is. And, the, and not in green. <laughs> uh, and then at least at his haste, but it's just like, oh, it's so close to... Yeah, not there. Not there. I don't and even you, think... Are you not playing him in the seven either? Or in the 99? You're, there's no... He's seven mana. There's no way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> there's no way. And you're talking about a deck that you randomly have enough spells and then you're playing a seven drop dragon in? <laughs> like yeah have that, a spot for him and and you want to be playing spells off of him that cost like five the like dream on is what i'm saying right yeah this, this guy this sounds like i mean if you want to build like trying to look on the bright side i think this would work best in like a voltrani type deck where you're giving your creatures like double strike with spells and stuff um there's a lot of other cards that, that work better for it <laughs> that don't not. cost seven. At least it is haste. <laughs> so just there. it's just not It's just not All quite right. there. We'll move on to the two most exciting ones now because cool we've ones. obviously put the three behind us that no, we don't think are even like remotely playable. These two, however, are amazing. They're both the black mm-hmm. cards, of course. <laughs> of course they're black. Uh, first, we'll start with the black-white Shadrix Silver Quill. Three, a white, and a black. For a flying double strike, two-five, Elder Dragon. I like that. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may choose two. You may choose two. You don't have to choose any. 
You may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. Target player creates a 2-1 white-black inkling with flying. Target player draws a card, loses a life. Target player puts a plus one, plus one counter on each creature they control. So they're all good effects. This is the political commander, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so thing to note, you can't choose one. You have to you have choose, to choose zero, And you zero. can't choose three. Yeah, <laughs> you can't choose. There's three modes. You can't mm -hmm. choose three. If you would like to choose any modes, you have to choose two. If one of them, assuming, is going to target you, and the other one is going to have different It's player. true. It does not say it has to target you. Uh, they can target any player you want. Right. You just have to have two different ones. Yeah, and doesn't have to be the person you're attacking, so, like, you can... Which, uh, immediately, that's, like, the first thing I notice, right? It's not an attack trigger. That's huge. That's so good! Yep. Because it's gonna happen. You don't have to attack. People aren't gonna do crazy crap during your combat to kill it. At the beginning of combat, this thing's gonna trigger. If people want to kill it, they have to do it before your combat. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until you pointed that out. I was like, it's oh, amazing. Attack, but no, it just that's a combat. big difference. You enter it, combat, it triggers. At the very least, it's a Phyrexian arena. Like, it's better though, right? Because it happens when you play him. A Phyrexian arena is not gonna come back till your upkeep. You're right, gonna yeah. you're gonna get Shadrix to trigger when you play him, right? And and like it could make you some friends. And there's usually a player that doesn't have too many creatures, or it's like ah, oh, they're to use the last ability. Yeah, they're like they're one. Or creature just give them the give them the creature, right? You can do that too. Yeah, I, I I to me I I look at this and go, I'll give anyone a flyer. Right? They're probably not going to attack you. You have a two five flying drag double strike dragon out. They That's can true. use I, that to attack their enemies. I mean, I'm just like looking at that go, oh, take all the inklings you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that then they could use them to block, but like, you're yeah, in, they you're could. In white black, so. They could, and it's going to be there before you attack because, again, this is the beginning of combat. Right. Uh, there's just so many sweet things but, you could do yeah. with this deck, though. Let me tell you, th this will be one that I'm excited to see as a commander. I think every time he's played as a commander, it will be a different looking deck. And. I this is a this kind of card I really like because they like there hasn't really been just a Orzhov or silver or silver quill uh, yes silver quill yeah like politics deck it's true right they they kind of created their politics theme around like everyone who plays a non creature spell loses life and you gain life you know, right. kind of yeah, like yeah. it's all too and the one i play lisa which is like everyone who plays a spell loses two life that's not really politics that's just yeah, that's more punishment that hates you yeah 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 it's like this isn't politics i just feel like a march enemy the whole time this right. one's straight politics and this one doesn't even force like you said it doesn't force you to attack so it's not even the feel bad of like uh, sorry i'm going to have to hit you for four commander damage if you right. card or something <laughs> like yeah also it, just super sweet special bonus he's got my favorite art of the elder dragons yeah i don't think that's even questionable like I, his art is incredible it's got like that, that nice glowy moon behind and i've looked at his uh, promo art i don't even like it as much as his i just like this regular set art it's pretty sweet. That's the one I'm going to buy. Just set art. How, before we move sweet. on, how do you feel about cards with like elder in them being like have only two power? Doesn't it seem like I get it? Obviously, because it's double strike. Double strike, it's right? I mean, I I don't mind it. I don't. But two five just like, flyer is pretty I, regular. When I see like, oh, it's an elder dragon. It's like, 
Yeah, but you're ready for a beef. You're ready for like I'm ready for like, oh, it's a seven seven. Even if it costs like eight mana, I'm just like, oh, it's huge. But no, it's like Elder Dragon. Like, oh, well, there's this three five that can that can tangle with it. Right. I mean, that's playing off of the original Elder Dragons, right? Which all had seven power, which was they were all all cost seven. And they Yeah. yeah, they had upkeep cost too. But yeah, I'm just like. I'm just like, oh, it's a two five. Then I maybe mean, look That's at your little baby Prismari baby dragon, right? This is only a three four flyer. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a like, three it's like, four it's literally flying. a baby dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just another random dragon. Just like I can kill this thing. <laughs> I am yeah, Prismari. That, that is true. Dragon. You're right. I mean, these aren't beefcakes, but I like it because it keeps their costs down. Right, yeah. It, it, these cards all cost like five or under, other than Delamox, which costs seven, and. This next one, the last one, the Witherbloom Commander. Belladros Witherbloom, which costs five, a black and a green, so it's another seven mana. Flying, at the beginning of each upkeep, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with when it dies, you gain a life. And you can pay ten life to untap all lands you control. But you can only activate that once per turn. Once each turn. Each turn. Yeah, I think this is awesome. clearly the most powerful Elder awesome. Dragon. But it's away. awesome in a fixed way. Yeah, 10 life is a lot. 10 life is a ton. They limit everything at all steps of the, like, right? It's, they can only be activated once a turn. You can't be paying that 10 life six times. Right, yeah. You can't you can have something. only do it once. I yeah. like This is a fixed version of what we want that power level to be. So I look at him and I just go, perfect design. That's awesome. And then he's creating you little one ones that gain life every upkeep. That's awesome. Right. Each upkeep. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're going to get like four each turn cycle until somebody dies. Which if and... all of those die, you're gaining four life, which like, yeah, it's oh, awesome. It's awesome. It... It's such great design. And it's good because one of the worst things that can happen is like you play your, this big creature, you untap with it. And someone goes like, oh, I'll just kill it right now it's like uh, i'll beast with it and you're like oh man i spent seven mana doing this it's like well i got a pest and i could untap all my lands to, to do all this <laughs> yeah. stuff it's like oh, okay at least you got something out of it one play pattern i really love with him is like if no one does anything right away and you don't have to pay you don't have to pay the 10 life to untap all your lands you control right like you don't have to do it right away it's an instant speed effect you, right. there's no tap effect there's no sorcery speed or anything on them so you can wait until someone does that right until someone's like i'm gonna kill him you're like well, now I'll untap my lands and I'll do yeah, this and make I'll it do not this happen. Thing. <laughs> it's like, that's so cool. I just love that he just has control over like what he's doing. It's just yeah, that's and, great. And just think, if let's say you have six lands out and one mana rock or something, all of a sudden you have like 12 mana or 13 mana mm-hmm. at your disposal uh, in any given turn. That is massive and sometimes you don't need the actual like 13 lands or 13 man out consistently you just want to play genesis ultimatum for 10 right one turn (laughs) and then you're gonna win (laughs) right yeah so i think he'll be really good i I, honestly i mean he'll just be great he'll just and i think you can produce some pretty cool decks with him too there's gonna be decks playing off his token theme decks playing off his tap untap land theme. you know whatever he's just got some great stuff he can do all right moving on out of the out of the Elder Dragons. Let's talk about some of the other commanders we'll see. Uh, first, let's go into, we know Boros needs help, and they've actually got a lot of commanders out of this set. Uh, and that's yeah. not including the uh, Commander 2021 commanders. 
First one on the list, which looks honestly straight out of Commander 2021. I almost can't believe he's not in there. Is Hofri Ghostforge. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other one. <laughs> no, this the other one, one doesn't have... It's the five-color card, the other one. Yes. No, but, uh, yeah, that one for sure is to- Commander, for sure. But this, I'm talking about the Boros side of things. This uh-huh. guy just looks like a Commander card. So he's three, a red, and a white for a Dwarf Cleric, a 4-5. That says Spirits you control get plus one, plus one, and have Trample and Haste. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, you create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to his other types, which means it's going to get plus one, plus one, and have trample haste. (laughs) And when that creature leaves, you return that exiled card back to your graveyard. If you remember, you had to exile it, which is usually like, oh, that, you know, that's like, a okay, it's gone forever kind of thing. Hopefully he's like, no, he's just gone for like a little bit. And then yeah. Sun Titan can bring him back again. Sun Titan can bring him back. <laughs> and you get another... Sun Titan goes in this deck. You, there's Sun no Titan you can... does go in this deck. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind oh, of died. busted in this okay, deck. Okay, I get two triggers off of it, right? Yeah, now. you get okay, another cool. Sun Titan, which comes back as a spirit, which is now a 7-7 uh, seven, seven Trample Hasting Vigilance. <laughs> yeah. This card's so Absurd. cool. Absurd. He's strong as heck. And it's... Yeah, this this card's so cool. The the thing was like it's spirit tribal but also it plays with you know enter the battlefield effects it can just do so much stuff the the one super powerful like fact that i go eh, about him is i feel like they're the decks that are around him are going to be so like they're going to need him so bad <laughs> I, these decks are going to be those decks where i play doom blade and kill hofrey and and you're probably sitting there doing not much uh yeah i think so yeah there's and, and, and like if you're playing a deck like this i'm not gonna kill anything else i'm killing hofrey i'm sorry there's nothing else to kill <laughs> yeah that 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 is the thing it has the unfortunate part about not having green in its cost where like you can have you can kind of uh it feels like you're like tanking the removal with just yeah. all of your ramp where you just be like oh yeah i'll, I, I'll pay 11 for this okay, right it's fine but yeah it'll it'll be a little hard um but uh but yeah it's just, it's just really good. <laughs> I just I just say that because I know this is one of those decks I see and I'm like, man, that looks really powerful, but I know if I ever get behind the wheel of one, I- I'm gonna feel horrible. I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna be in a constant <laughs> state of like, I can't play the commander. Why am I even doing this? Yeah because you're... he is that strong. I mean he is a target. You have to kill that thing. Yeah, like if you build the deck well enough because the non-token creatures that die to get the effect don't have to be spirits so you can get these amazing end of the battlefield effects that just keep coming and then yeah you're you're gonna be a target but i think if you put enough like protection in your deck i think it'll be worth it that's actually kind of funny i didn't even recognize that if it if it is a spirit on its front half it not only gets that plus one, plus one trample haste right away, but dies and comes back anyway, and it's still just a spirit. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually assumed it had to be like a non-spirit creature that will come yeah. back as a spirit to then get the plus one, plus one. Spirits just get him right away. That's awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Kind of I love like you that. killed my spirit. Well, that makes me want to build spirit. like this guy is a spirit tribal. Like that. That's way funnier. That's way cooler to me. Mm-hmm uh all right who else we got what's the next on the list 
the best one, obviously. <laughs> yes. Talk about him. <laughs> Cody Vociferous Codex. He's awesome. He's So this is one straight out of Commander, right? The, why is he in the main set? It's so good. It's a book, <laughs> Commander. I mean, he's in the main set, right? Because they couldn't print him in Commander 21. Yeah, because all the commanders <laughs> didn't have five points in there. Yeah, so th- I, honestly, that's why he's in the main set, right? No, but but do you understand how cool this is? You can't cast permanent spells, so it's a spell book. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor, he is the biggest flavor win. Well, uh, so he oh is God. in the main set for, for story reasons, right? Because he is actually like the talking book that welcomes you to the campus or whatever. Oh, they, even the had like a, they had a, they had a whole trailer on YouTube or whatever with like, welcome to Strixhaven. And Cody was the, the MC of like the orientation. MC Cody. Yeah. All right. All right I'll, I'll, I'll describe the card. Uh, Cody vociferous codex. It's a three generic mana for a one, four legendary artifact creature construct. Uh, you can't cast permanent spells. <laughs> That's kind of a bummer. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, you can pay four mana tap to add Wooberg, so one of each color. And when you cast the next spell eat this turn, uh, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an incident or sorcery card uh, with lesser mana. So basically it's Cascade. Uh, yes. Until yes. end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Uh, then you put the rest of them on the bottom of your library in random order. It's essentially it's, Cascade. It's Cascade for only instant sorcerers, right? It's it's, it's yes. just stating what kind of card you can Cascade into. Yeah, and I think I in since he says you can't cast permanent spells, and Cascade does say cast. I imagine they only put this wall of text in there one because it's a book. So <laughs> Flavor uh, one. Two, uh, so it's not like. People don't make the mistake of putting like artifacts and stuff in their deck right. and then be like, oh, I can't cast it off a of cascade. Um, and you can wait. So it says until the end of your turn. So you can do this on like your upkeep and then cast a spell at your end step. Right, right. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he already has a best friend made in heaven out of one of your favorite cards. Do you, do you know off the top of your head what card I'm thinking of? A best friend in heaven? For in Commander, that co- it's a five mana spell. So what he taps and makes the exact five mana that will be able to cast this spell. Not that it's using all of the colored mana necessarily, but it, it costs complex? exactly five. Nope. It costs five mana. I said it's not all colors. It's just it not can use... Colors. You can cast it off of Cody's activated ability. What? What are you talking... What? Spell? Okay, I'll tell it to you because I don't think you'll think of it off the top of your head. Fractured Identity. Oh, Identity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he immediately can tap himself, give you all the mana for fractured identity, cast it, cascade you into another spell, and then what's going to end up happening is all of your opponents are going to never play permanent spells again. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. <laughs> and can't for the for next that. turn for four mana, it's easy. I can't wait for that. To happen in Commander. I want to see that. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, yeah. I want to see a Cody deck. I don't know how good they'll work, but they're going to be hilarious. Can't wait. Yeah. I, are we, you going to build a Cody deck? Now. I'm not. No, no. I still haven't found the the right five-color Commander, but Cody's not it. Oh, it's so... you, you bet your butt at building a Cody deck. You're building a Cody I, deck? Okay. I just built a five-color deck. I don't care. I'm running it back. Did you put the Fractured Identity in Cody? Oh, well, now I am. I mean, you it's better. Like Are you good. kidding? That's like the perfect card. It's made yeah. for Cody. 
Alright, next card is actually pretty sweet. It's uh, one of the first MDFCs that we're going to talk about. It's also one of the first sorcery cards that could be put into your command zone legally. <laughs> this is, of course, Extus, the Orik Overlord. So the Orik, I guess, are the bad guys in this uh, scenario. like Very much like Eldrazi kind of like. So he is a, what, one, a white, a black, and a black. I don't know his yep. exact cost. Nice. I nailed it, dude. I'm not even looking at the card. Uh, on his front side, he has Magecraft. He's a 2-4, I think, with Double Strike? Double Strike, correct. Yeah, man. I, I don't need to look at cards. Nailed it. I got them all up here. Uh, his Magecraft ability is pretty sweet, actually. Uh, every time you cast an instant resource spell or copy it, right, you get to get a creature back from your graveyard. So you get to cast an extra raised dead non-legendary creature from your graveyard to your hand yeah 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 raise that it goes to your hand it's non-legendary okay fine don't play legendaries in that deck uh most people aren't excited about his front side i kind of am i think that that ability is pretty strong and you could actually do some it's really pretty, interesting things. pretty good <laughs> yeah and and that's so it's in mardu identity right because his backside right. is the sorcery which is six a black and a red for a sorcery it will cost two less for every creature you sacrifice now, but you have to say the name. Awaken, Awaken the Blood, the blood Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> uh, it was just Awaken, a sweet card. Awaken the Blood Avatar is... Is it the best named card in the set? It could be. It could be. I think so. Surprisingly not the best art, though. I, I've already said there's some really cool art, and that one's not my favorite art. Yeah. Well, it's good art. It's just not my favorite and, art. And the, the Blood Avatar token is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, okay. Right. We'll talk about him, though. All right. So, so we sacrifice creatures to reduce it by two per creature, which means out of your command zone, you can like continue sacrificing more and more to keep making this only cost two mana. So, which right. is really awesome. And then what you're getting out of this is every opponent's going to sacrifice a creature, which is actually probably the best effect of this sorcery. And then you're going to get a 3-6 avatar, not legendary, so you can keep casting this card, importantly, out of your command zone and get more and more of these avatars. You could stack up these avatars. Yeah. Uh, there are 3-6 exactly. avatars with haste that are 3-6s, and when they attack, each opponent's going to lose 3 life. Uh, yeah, it, this card's pretty sweet. Which actually, if you stack them up, that sounds awesome. Like, if you attack with four of these, each opponent loses 12 life on your attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually awesome. It's I don't know, there's going to be some too. sweet things going on with this guy. Yeah, it's it, it's so cool because it's like a sack outlet on your guy. And if you build like a sacrifice deck, you want, excuse me, you want the 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 amount of cards you can sacrifice to go up. Right. So first you can sacrifice two or three creatures, then you can sacrifice four creatures, and then more and more and more and more. Uh, and you just keep getting these tokens because they're not legendary tokens. Yep. Uh, just get more and more. So Stack you can just three damage to each opponent. Um, I just looked up the rules for uh, Commander MDCs, and this is according to Ritipo, so who knows if this is going to if this is going to work. Oh, wait. I think it was sourced to the... I don't know. Uh, so I think I believe commander tax applies to the card itself. So if you cast Extus, uh, Auric Overlord, and then it dies, Awaken the Blood Avatar costs two more if you want to cast it. That is how it works, yes. Right. So all, just, MDC, uh, all MDFCs work that way, yes. Right. So that 
just to keep that out there. Which makes them a little worse, right? Out of the, like, you can't abuse them, which is good. I, God, that would get obnoxious, honestly. Yeah, I think (laughs) this is like the fixed partner mechanic. Yeah, ah, fair. Okay. I think because you don't have two commanders that you could play, but you kind of do. It also be a sorcery, but it's like, but they all cost the same and they're all, yeah. It is funny how, like, like, how much worse that feels though, doesn't it? Because it's the fixed version. Like, boy, how much worse does it feel to try and play one of these than having partner commanders where you can just have both of yours you out just at have the same two, time? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. It's and really rough. It, especially because as we'll get into some other ones that are MDFC. So MDFC stand for modal double face cards. So you can just cast either one, either side. Mm. Um, but they usually, as commander, they the back and front face work together, but you can't yeah. cast the back face once you have the front face out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> now I want to play this other card. It's, it's rough. It's hard to... But this, this one, of all of them in the entire set, is the one I am most interested in out of all the MDFCs. I think yeah. Exodus has the, the coolest... Things it could do on either side of the card. You could focus on on Extus itself is a really, I think, underrated, underappreciated card as far as like commanders are looking right now because everyone's like, "But the blood of the Avatar." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a card." But Extus has an ability that, like, raise dead every turn. I cast a instant or sorcery. That's yeah. a hard. It's a hard balance in a deck, so I get it. But that's a powerful ability that I think people are underrating. Yeah, right. I, I 100% agree. And also with the a bunch of the other ones. I get we'll we'll kind of talk about some of them, but the rest of these, I I was looking at them. I'm like, uh, I just don't think <laughs> that they're that kind of like the other elder there. dragons. I was just looking at yeah. them I'm like, I, I, so I, well going back, I, uh, Hofri I think makes it right. He's going to be good. He's going to be a freaking strong commander, right? Hofri, uh, is, which is one? The, the Boros, the spirit one. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that one, one's going to awesome. be nuts. That one's going to be great. Uh, Cody is, is a total niche, total funny one. Like, he's not going to be good. It's just going to be funny. Yeah, I think I think the, the limitation that the spell you cast has to cost less yeah. than that and one. And you can't play permanent, so you have to play around that. And there's just, there's a lot you have to dance around with him. Can't play permanent. I could see it being... I could see Cody, like, there's some combo. In it, that's just you like think really it makes good. it to CD EDH is what you're saying? No, I don't think it makes. I don't it think it does either. No, it's it's too restricted. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think he's just niche and funny, and it'll be cool to have. Exodus I mean, is, yeah. is another one on the list, though. That I think makes it. I think that's just gonna be a sweet commander. I I don't think you'll see him that often, though. I don't think you'll see him that often because it's complicated, right? No one wants to like think through all of that. He's yeah, got a you lot have of to lines. Have sacrifice creatures and then but that's the thing about Exus just like oh I'll sacrifice a creature know what this reminds me of what is what is Pat's commander that's mono black that whenever a creature dies you can cast a spell from your graveyard Toshiro Toshiro it kind of I think it'll remind me of that a little bit because you have like um, you want to cast spells but also reanimate things so there'll be like fleshbag marauders where it's like oh everyone sacrifices a creature now i'm going to cast a spell that you know makes me draw two cards and get my fleshbag marauder back and then i'll play Mm. it again yeah yeah but it'll be a cool deck the next mdfc on the list is a simic one so here's where simic maybe strikes again (laughs) this guy is jadzi oracle of archivios i don't know why it says the wrong thing on my list but 
He is a six, a blue, and a blue. Eight mana for a five-five legendary human wizard. Discard a card. Return him to your hand. Interesting. He has magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy this a sorcerer spell, reveal a top card of your library. If it's a non-land card, you may cast it by paying one rather than its mana cost. If it's a land card, you put it right onto the battlefield. And then his backside, I'll mention, is a sorcery. So another, the second of the sorceries that can now go in your command zone legally. <laughs> Two, a green and a green. You may put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Then, if you control eight or more lands, you may discard a card. If you do, you can return this card to your hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm just, I, I'm not into this card at all. I think he's not great at all. Yeah, I... Again, that magecraft ability, you're living in dreamland. If you think what's going to happen is you cast an instant of sorcery and magically an eight mana spell was on the top of your library and you still had a mana left over and you can pay that. <laughs> like, there's just so much. Yeah, you have to spend eight mana to cast To thing. cast him. And then you and if you have cast, to... And if you casted Journey to the Oracle to like ramp yourself to him, he now costs ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can't do the thing where like, oh, on turn four, I'll play it. I have four lands in my hand. Oh, no, but you need five cards in your hand because then you have to, to... Oh, no. But you could discard a card. Yeah. So if you have five cards in your hand, four of them are lands. <laughs> you could play four lands, discard a card to return Journey to the Oracle to your hand. Anyway, you wouldn't have to play the commander tax. But man, that... you just. But now that's the only card left in your hand if you put all four lands in your... Exactly. I just tell you, it's just not going to work out. This card is just not going to work out. I like go ahead and play it if you want, guys. Yeah. I don't think it shows up in the ninety nine either. It's too too much mana for that. Its ability is not that good. So I just don't think we ever see him again. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It someone is which going is good. To... They can't make all bombs, right? I mean, I, I didn't yeah. want all of these cards that we talk about. Like we talked about a lot so far that obviously was exciting and good. Like this is the first one. I was like, nah, just forget it. It's right. just like and I had to bring up some that we have to talk about because there's excitement surrounding the card. And and I'll say this: um, there there are some cards that like tutor things to the top of your deck. This doesn't work with that because the magecraft. So like, if I want to play worldly tutor on, and then tutor up my blightsteel colossus, put it on top of my library, and then cast it. Yep. Well, the the magecraft ability triggers on you cast it. So the card that you cast hasn't resolved yet. Yep. So there's. There's some things where it's like, oh, well, I can do this at instant speed, play a creature with my worldly tutor. That that won't That's work. That works. So that um, good point. Good point. Glad you brought it up because yeah, it, yeah, it, like it makes it not as good. I'm sure this, but on its face, this this we understand that this is a very powerful effect. But that's not what we're saying. But, but it costs you eight. Think. It costs you eight to do that. Good luck casting eight mana commanders, guys. We know yeah. how that. We've seen how that plays out. It doesn't work. Yeah, just, <laughs> I've tried yeah, it. I've tried it. I've tried it enough times. It doesn't work. Yeah, there you have to have like special circumstances to play these. Super <laughs> ones. It, just, it just doesn't work. And you are in green and blue, which that is case. But I mean, just like other cards, like Thrasios. I know that costs a lot of money, but like Thrasios costs two, and you could just pay four to scry one draw a card every yeah. turn. And just like I know, uh, there's always a better <laughs> card, right? right. Yeah. Oh. That's what I mean. Just wait for a better one. That don't even. Rixmatis. That's a card that turns into a land, ramps you for two. That's way cooler. Stuff. Yeah, do it's that. A 12, do a 12. Oh, that's awesome. It's has for two mats. Sweet. 
All right, this next one I'm actually super excited about. It's a mono white. Uh, I love mono white commanders because every time I'm like, I want to make them work. <laughs> this is so every- I don't no, it's the backside is red though, right? No, 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 no. This is a mono white commander. Uh, this is the bird wizard bird. Oh, I, so your sorry, your cursor was on Mila and Luca. I was sorry. like, sorry, uh, but I'm going how, down the list. How? Dare you? I'm going down the list. No, I'm most excited for this mono white Mavinda student's advocate. It's a legendary bird advisor. Two, three flying for three, two and a white. It has an activated ability that costs zero. <laughs> I love it already. This, this, so used to be, this used to be like the templating back in the really, yeah, really like old cards. Yeah, style, man. I love this yeah, thing. Yeah, just like task the things that you could just do for free. It's like zero mana and I love this. Uh, pay two life. It's like now it's just pay two life, but now it's zero mana. Zero mana. Colon. So zero mana, colon. You may cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. Sounds amazing so far. Okay, fine. There's a drawback. <laughs> if that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs eight more to cast this way. If that spell would be put into your graveyard this way, exile it instead. Activate this only once per turn, so you can't abuse it like crazy, which is awesome. I mean, they, yeah, they need they need to do stuff like that, right? So that it's not like crazy broken. So I, right. I get it. But I I just want to say, eight mana isn't bad to cast an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. There's some instant or sorcery. I mean, not in white, maybe right? Maybe not in well, white. I was like, usually you have to pay some mana to cat to be able to cast an instant sorcery from your graveyard. So I'm like, oh, if I'm paying like, yeah, I think of mana uh, think of past like, in flames, right? That's what I was thinking. You're of, trying yeah. to give every card in your uh, graveyard flashback. If you cast that card from the graveyard, it costs five. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're only you three away it. from that, and Mavinda can just is instantly past in the flames for your whole yeah graveyard at all times. That's fair. Um, that's a that's a fair assessment. Just to say, just to give you a context of how powerful that ability really is. Right. So you also, even though it says it on the card, but we'll say it out here that it, this doesn't mean you can cast sorceries on your opponent's turn. You still. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, it does. It does say it on the card. Time it does say it on the card. Still apply. <laughs> it does say it on the card. Yeah. But like, this is this is pretty good. I think this is awesome. Again, yeah. it, that's a fun. It does pigeonhole you, right? Because you're gonna just uh, you're playing, it's a, yeah, right. Because it's a bird. Yeah. You're you're playing just instant sorceries, right? I mean, th- th- this guy just wants you to have a ton of instant sorceries. Now you can play him in a the ninety nine and just and just be and able like to flash guy. back, yeah. So he he can show up, but yeah, I think you're just gonna build around him. Think there's gonna be cool decks, but they might all look the same, is what I'm trying to say. Because you're playing mono white, so there's only so many best mono white instant sorceries that target your own things. You know, it's like it just seems like the right. deck's a little bit built for you. I still love it, but yeah, and yeah, it's basically there's there's the one where it's just everything says, oh, your creature gets plus one plus one first strike, and you draw a card, and you just try to chain those together, like one each turn. Right, almost right. like cycling through those um and the other way is just to have this like massive white sorcery set that <laughs> you uh you pitch in your graveyard for value and then you can cast um but yeah i i like it it's a cool new thing cool new thing. Before right. in mono white the next guy down another boros uh this one's getting some some clout uh, for good reason it's uh it's front face to me is uh it's, it's really really scary 
Uh, <laughs> for, for some reason. It is Mila, the crafty companion. For one, a white and a white is a legendary fox. Two, three. Whenever an opponent attacks one or more of your planeswalkers, put a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. No! No! Uh, yeah, so people are building super friends now. Great. Whenever a permanent you I control... Will, hold on, hold on. Okay. You are, you're the one who plays the most planeswalkers out of all of us. That's not true. Red. I have one deck that has mono-red planeswalkers. That's why you say that. I just have a, one deck that has mono-red planeswalkers. And it's, it's just Chandra. It's just Chandra. Why are you, you afraid play... of Chandra? She can't well, even do anything. No, well, there's ten of them. <laughs> yeah, when I there's ten of them and we're 1v1, it's danger. But when there's four of you, it's fine. You are underestimating the power of Chandra. I think uh, you're also estimating the power of Sandra. But like, I don't play any planeswalkers on any of my decks. No. Um you do you think do you think it was good? I don't think it was very good. I think in Super Oh sorry, decks, we, we should we should com- we should Yeah, and also the next the... step is probably better. Whenever a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls, you may draw a card. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that second ability might be better than the first. You don't even have to build planeswalkers. Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, not if not if you're in a planeswalker deck. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think any of those abilities are uh, are very good. I don't. I, the only reason this isn't that scary as a commander, at least, is because he's in Boros colors, and that's not going to be too terrifying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But it, he's this is going to be put into five color super friends decks, and I think that's going to be terrifying. Because you're either getting a super friend out of, oh, that's right, it's an MDFC, guys. The backside in Luca Wayward Bonder, which is four a red and a red, which has plus one, which kind of looks like Lord Windgrace, right? Because this is, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. If it was a creature card, though, you draw two cards. So good card advantage there. That's actually pretty sweet. I wish they kind of printed him as his own card. Uh, And then a minus two, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Then you exile it at the beginning of your next upkeep, which is the first time we've kind of seen that little thing tacked on. Like, so it's going to, you're most likely attacking with it and then it's just going to kind of hang around for a bit. Yeah, like, (laughs) ah. Super random. All right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, yeah I, okay and and if you were gonna do the shenanigans like sacrificing it to put it back in your graveyard you were gonna do that anyway even yeah, if it yeah, said yeah, after yeah, your yeah. next end step so like i don't know it's super weird uh and then it's it's minus seven is you get an emblem with when a creature enters the battlefield it deals damage to uh equal to its power to any target so you get a free uh terror of the peaks or uh Let's see mm-hmm. the enchantment one, which is that's a, we know how strong that effect is. Yeah, Those and, cards and also are nuts. so it starts at five loyalty and you get as a plus one. So after two pluses, two turns, then you could you do it, that, which which is pretty is good. That's pretty yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty decent for a planeswalker. That's where you want, about want to sit with planeswalkers, right? If on on your third t- and that's an emblem. I mean, we like yeah. If on your third turn you can get an emblem that is a super, it's a six mana enchantment. That's <laughs> usually yeah. pretty good. Like you can't complain about that. No, I think this card's gonna be strong. I... Yeah, I, I like that minus two. That minus two is really good. That's sweet. Um, minus one or plus one still pretty good. Plus one sweet too because yeah. it sets up the minus two. I do wish is this is like one of those MDFCs though. I really wish they split them up as two separate cards. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I think people who want Myla, if it if it's good as as you uh, think it is, 
then they were just always going to play that one. Right. <laughs> like they're just always going to play that. And then but could you Luka, imagine Mila in like an Atraxa deck, which because of Luca, it can't be in an Atraxa deck. Right. Yeah. But if Mila was alone, Mila could have gone in a super friendly Atraxa deck, which are just running around everywhere. And it would be busted as heck, right? Because whenever an opponent attacks you, your planeswalkers are going to end up with like two counters for the most part. Because Atraxa decks always well, say you get double the counters. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. That. They always like, have that effect. Combined with all that, if so, I if you think of it as like, oh, whenever a creature blocks, it gets plus O plus one until end of turn. You're just like, oh, well, that's not that great. This is this is how I see it for the planeswalkers. Like, I just have to send one more power on it. Because if, if I'm attacking a planeswalker, I'm going to kill it. Right. <laughs> that, that That's kind of where I'm coming from. So it's just like, okay, I have to send one more power at the planeswalker. That shouldn't be too big of a deal. Right. Um, but it kind of it also covers your planeswalkers the other way. So if I just say I'm going to Assassin's Trophy your planeswalker, at least you get to draw a card, which is right. pretty sweet. Yeah. So I don't know if it, if we spent too much time on the card. It sounds like you think we have. I, I don't know. I think he's really strong. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to take the right deck, right? But yeah, right. I, I, I think he'll be strong. So the other MDFC I want to mention I, is... I, I see why you think that. Yeah, uh, I, I, no, I, I, I have reason to fear him. Maybe he doesn't end up being as terrifying as I think. But I have reason to fear him currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think if it one... said, I think if it said attack you or a Planeswalker, like I feel like that should be on the card to make it a little bit stronger. Right. Sometimes I'm just like, oh well, you're at ten life. I'm just gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, the, the next interesting MDFC is the Orzov one. Uh, so the rest of the colleges, I looked through them. None of them are very good. This one does seem pretty good. I don't know about as a commander though. So his white side is one and a white. A flying vigilance one one. Nothing great so far. Bird cleric tap. Put a one one counter on each creature that entered the battlefield under your control this turn. Uh, no, no, that's not that strong. I don't think you're ever going to play that side. Now, the other side you are going to play. Embrose, <laughs> Dean of the Shadow, two black and a black, uh, legendary creature, human warlock, tap, put a 1-1 one, one creature, or, sorry, 1-1 one, one counter on another target creature, then he'll deal two damage to that creature. That's weird. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it dies, draw a card. Now that card's, and it's a 4-4 four, four for four. That card's awesome. Yeah, I I do like this. And yeah. another circumstance where I God, I wish that was it. Like right. that would instantly go in my mono black pack. I would immediately play that in mono black as a commander. But I don't want the white attached to him. Like this is like one of those circumstances where these you don't MDFCs want to dirty like, your. The... Oh, <laughs> oh that you, sucks. You could technically play it as a mono black card. Because it doesn't require white to cast the Embrose side. I think but, their yeah. identities are Orzov, right? Like I you yeah, can't no. cast Embrose, I don't think. You are right. I was yeah, I was yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. no okay. one's no one's putting a gun to your head and forcing you to put planes in your in your deck that only wants to cast Embrose. Unless but, you're playing a mono black commander deck and then you can't play Embrose. Then you can't. And that makes me sad, because I want to play Embrose and I can't. Well, you can, oh no 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 oh you want to put him in the 99 i thought you were saying in the command or as a commander oh that's oh you're okay so i can I play saying, him as a commander as a commander and then might as well just play ah that's true actually you're right okay so i can't put him in the 99 i right. can't have him as a commander and just have him on a black deck 
Yes, you're, you're <laughs> both say, right, but we're just talking past okay. each other. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. Okay, uh, I like it. All right, sweet. All right, moving past that, another Boros commander who I actually think looks rather strong and might fly under the radar is their uncommon one in Quintorius. I love his name. Field Historian. Quintorius Field Historian. Is that the best name? That might be the best name in the set. It's up there. It's up there. Quintorius. Quintorius. I kind of want to like now create a new ESO character named Quintorius. Quintorius. I'm going to go claim that name right now because that's a great name. Okay. You have you have until Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, until this post. All right. So the field historian is three, a red, and a white for a two-four elephant cleric. I also love elephants. Like I used to love them back in Morrowind. Or not Morrowind. God, I'm thinking Isa. <laughs> Mirrodin. Mirrodin. <yeah>, <laughs> they sound so similar. See, as soon as you said Morrowind, I knew what set you were th- trying to say. Because <laughs> they were in Mirrodin. They were Luxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, spirits. Now he's another guy who cares about spirits because this is the Lord Hold, Lord Hold thing. Spirits you control get plus one plus oh. So he might go in Hofri decks too. Mm-hmm. And I'd perfect like to with Lofri. I, he's, he Lofri. works so well with Hofri uh, because his other ability says whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, you create a 3-2 red and white spirit, who's going to be a 4-2, right? Because spirits you control right. get plus one, plus seven. Um, and he is interesting, right? Because Tormod is a partner commander uh, for three and a black. So this is almost like the, they're like really getting a little black into, into Lorehold here. Yeah, it, this is one of those cards that's that's pretty intriguing because it mm-hmm. forces you kind of look at your collection and be like, well, Exiling cards from graveyards, like I bet there's some pretty repeatable ways to do that. For yeah, very and cheap. Importantly, you want to find the ones that do it um, one card at a time, right? And for as little mana as possible. Yeah, like one mana exile a card. A card, like, right? If you find an effect like that, and you have eight cards in your graveyard, you can turn that eight mana into eight four twos, which right. is generally pretty strong. It's pretty good, yeah. And it just puts a little <laughs> twist on something, and they don't have to be creature cards. I'm very glad they didn't say that. It's usually that, yeah, that's the just cards, right? Like yeah, you make a creature, right. you have to put a creature in or something. Yeah, or you have to yeah. exile a creature. But no, it's just any card. Any card, if it leaves. Which means leaving could mean casting it, too. Uh, right. So if you're casting the cards with Mavinda from before. Uh, you can make a sweet deck now with Laura. Laurel did some really sweet things, for sure. Yeah, they they really opened up Boros. A yeah, lot. absolutely. They 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 made an interesting dynamic, which I love. Yeah, they did they did a good job with it. it I, it's not overpowered by any sense either. Too, they didn't like no. go overboard. They just no. made it cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They made, they made it interesting. They made you go, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Like, oh, I could do some stuff with that. Like you 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 see a random comment or uncommon, you're like, oh wait, that would be good with Contorius. <laughs> that's honestly that's enough for some some decks where you're just like, oh, what about this? And finally, that's the last of the commanders. Oh, my God. For the main set. We haven't even talked about cards yet. So let's get right into them. We're first going to talk about cards that we've seen now from the main set that honestly might immediately reach staple status. Yep. Just straight up, like, you look at these cards and you're like, holy crap, is that busted? Holy crap, is every card going to play that? Or every deck going to play that card? This is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, you're going to add some cards now. Yeah, I'm adding one right now. That's fine. And I'm going to start oh, wait, no, with no, the no, top no. one. Hold which, on. I, yeah. Go for it. Gonna add it. All right. The first card we're going to talk about is Strixhaven Stadium. 
This is a mana rock, so it can be played in any deck. It's just three colorless mana. All it does is tap for a colorless mana. That's all it does. That's all it does. Oh, that's well, it. That's it. We're done then. New statement. <laughs> okay, yeah, it has other text, a lot of no, text. And it, no. it then says, after you tap it, you're going to put a point counter on it. And whenever a creature you control hits an opponent, you're going to put a point counter on it. Whenever a player hits you for damage, you're going to take away a point counter from it. And whenever you hit a player, you can take 10 point counters away from Strixhaven Stadium. If you do, that player loses. Yeah, an alternate <laughs> win condition. <laughs> Another alternate win. Not an alternate win condition. An alternate loss condition. There you go. It, it forces someone to lose, which kind of feels bad, right? I, I right, don't think yeah. I want to play this. It's, it's like targeting somebody, which makes it even worse. Yeah, like, like oh, the worst, gonna win, win. I'll tell you guys what out there. The, the worst commander games you can play are the ones where you have four people starting out. One guy dies on turn three, and you proceed to play 30 more turns. Yeah, you just look at him like, uh, sorry, buddy, but I think I might be able to pull this out. <laughs> like, that is the worst commander game you could possibly play, because you just excluded someone from playing the game. It's yeah, so like... horrible. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. You're it's just like, so screw bad. You. It's kind of funny. It's horrible. It's like, it, it, you, that guy's not going to want to play Magic, <laughs> okay? Yeah, like, that's what like, happens. You screw you guys. He's going to hate the commander format. So, like, these cards promote that kind of style? Like, uh, I guess it, it shouldn't happen that fast, right? I think they made it restrictive enough that I think I'm fine with this card. Yeah, I how I imagine it's going to be played is I have 20 creature tokens out and I have two opponents who can't block. I'm just going to play this and then swing out. Like, I don't want this thing on the battlefield. Can you do it to two people at the same time? I don't know that you can. I think you can I only think target so. one person. Whenever you, a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter to on an opponent. Strict save in stadium. Then, oh, if it has 10 or more counters on it, remove them. Remove all of them? Remove them, all of them. Yeah, so only one guy's going to die. Yeah, so it only kills off one person. <laughs> right. But then next turn, you might be able to do it. But only kills one, I, one person. I, I just, that one person's kind of like, <laughs> Yeah. But Whoops. but basically, what, it, what I'm saying is, like, you play it as, like, a crater hoof behemoth almost. Like, oh, I'm going to do this and then kill somebody but you're playing like, a mana rock as a crater hoof being like i, I don't know well, then then it's then you're we're talking real stretch well I, it's it's a three mana like if i have 10 if i have 10 unblocked creatures you lose but if i play but this it has on to be on three it has to be on the board first it's not right yeah yeah i'll say i play speed. it i'm playing it during my main phase and then attacking yeah you're tapped out or something but or i got Regardless of the that was technical logistics, I'm saying like I don't think I'm gonna play this on turn three if I don't have any creatures out. Like, no, you think I'm never you, gonna do get you any think it's it. gonna paint you too much of a target? Yeah, I think so I think because because it, right? it kind of has to. If you're playing it as a three mana rock, people are gonna kind of be for because every time you're tapping it, you're getting those point counters. So people yeah, are exactly. gonna be inclined to take those off. And then you can. just need one creature to hit. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, so so people like, are gonna target you. And they I have think, to. If they don't, it's it's like, dude, you're. It doesn't matter if you have nothing now. There's chance that you're gonna get to ten, have one creature, have it attack, and someone's gonna loot. We have to hit you. We can't. Yeah. Ignore it. And think about how many times has there's just been like a random two one that had an enter the battlefield effect and whatever, and it's just sitting there, and they just forget to attack because like 
well, what's two damage? But now if it's like, oh, well, you have four point counters on it, it's like, oh, well, I might as well attack you just to get those point counters yeah. off. The, the one thing about this card, though, too, it can go, it literally can go in any deck. Right. Any, it's yeah, a three mana exactly. rock anyway. It, it can go in any, it doesn't matter. Every deck's going to play a three mana rock. I mean, maybe not every deck, because if you're super optimizing, maybe you don't, but you could play this and it's going to be just fine. Yeah. If you need a way to win a game and you have a bunch of creatures. Uh, so, that's what, like, so how, how much of a staple do you think this will be? I think it's going to be on everybody's like mind. I, I think if this is a, I think this is going to be a staple in token decks. And do you think it's to suggest to the audience, should you might as well own one of these cards? I think so. So this I is one it, like we well, for all of these cards that we're saying are staples. I think we should suggest like, should you pick up a single one of these? And for yeah. this one, I think the answer is yes. I think so. Because think like, you should just have it. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of decks that this could go in. And yeah, and it's kind of fun, right? It might be a cute yeah. way to to sneak out a little win against someone sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's not countering people's spells. It's not destroying no, people's it's not, land. It's not super ridiculous. People it's, aren't going to be like that mad that it's out. It requires combat too, so it's not just yeah. like oh, I play it, I sacrifice ten creatures, and I win the game. Yeah, you know, it's not something like that. Is it busted in Atraxa? I mean, everything that says counters on it. <laughs> the answer you, is yes. <laughs> but you still have to hit somebody with, and then it with 10 counters on it. Oh, that's right. Attracts is super easy to block. What does she say again? <laughs> it just has every keyword. It's fine. But, oh, yeah, she's super easy to block. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's pretty good. <laughs> Especially in my super optimized <laughs> score yeah. counter attracts a deck. Yeah, but even in that deck... Atraxa can still just hit us. She's so right, yeah, yeah, impossible yeah. to block. <laughs> and that one's kind of a token deck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it goes right. in that deck, right? Are, are you putting it in Traxa? Let's go there. I, I'm not because um, I like Tra- that decision. <laughs> yeah. Most kind of want to see this in a deck that's not gonna like abuse it, right? I want to see this as like a cute, like oh, I could win somehow. Yeah. If I'm gonna put this in a deck, yeah. Like, Atraxa to me is abusing it. It's just like, I don't have to agree to the terms of the card. I, right. I, I proliferate at the end of my turn, which means I get double it, counters. This is getting two counters that. a turn. So <laughs> yeah, I, just like, I, I don't have turn. to agree by the terms of this card. I'm just abusing it. Exactly. I, and, uh, yeah, so in, another thing is, since it produces colorless mana, like, Atraxa is a four-color card, so that is, that's a, it's not nothing, but you don't have to ever need the mana for it for it to win and be good right because it puts counters on itself all right the next staple in simic uh-oh <laughs> whatever we think simic we think uh-oh this one's probably the coolest of the simic ones and best flavor wise of the uh <laughs> of the staples probably uh because this is double major uh because this is a, a school set an instant for just simic just a green and a blue Copy target creature spell you control, except it isn't legendary if the spell is legendary. <laughs> you can double cast your commander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's so awesome. There is, uh, keep in mind, this is a, uh, there's some timing restrictions on it. Copy target yep, creature spell. It has spell. to be when you cast it. 
yeah so essentially this is like a kicker like it's it's also it's only one you control right i can't copy one my opponents when they cast their commanders i can't copy their commanders when they cast exactly but man this card's sweet and you (laughs) You don't not legendary copy yeah you don't have to use it on your commander so it's not completely dead in your hand if your commander's already on the battlefield you could just double cast a really powerful creature in your hand uh, exactly. I know you want to use. I mean, this is one of those cards, though, that you're going to have and only want to use it on your commander. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and for that reason, though, I think this might not be a staple, right? Like maybe it won't be as busted as 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 the card looks. The card looks busted. Yeah. Double I cast think... your broken commanders. <laughs> Man, it's this fits so perfectly in a like so many cool decks yeah and we're talking like think five five colors and beyond too i i i really like what you said about these cards it's like you're gonna want to own one yeah (laughs) right right. so shouldn't you so if you look at double major should you just buy one and just like keep it in your back pocket like yeah i got one yeah like basically yeah like i'm not looking to trade my first copy i'll say that because there's so many decks you're just like oh this would be perfect just have double major just just keep it around and who knows like it's gonna be busted but it might not be i don't know it's, it's it seems kind of hard to use is what i'm trying to say but it it's a powerful effect yeah and, and also so since this copy that you cast or you you get with double major if you other clone effects copy the non-legendary one then right. you get to keep those and being still. in simic you're in those like yeah you're already right. using those kinds of effects anyway right so it, yeah just get one and keep it around and it's gonna get busted <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next one, maybe not so much, but it's a busted card anyway, because it's Commander. This is the Body of Research, the Mythic Simic card. Costs green, 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 blue, 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 which you might say, that's super hard to... No, it's not hard to cast, guys. That This is that's just, that's just mana. That just means guys. it costs six mana. That's not restrictive at all. Uh, sorcery. Create a zero, zero green and blue fractal token. Put X plus one, plus one counters on it. Where X is the number of cards in your library. This is an eighty-five, eighty-five. In Commander, mana. this is an eighty-five, eighty-five. Uh, let, let's crap. say, let's say at worst, this card is a sixty-five, sixty-five. Right? There's no way it's going to be like any worse than that. This is just this card is le- this creature has lethal power and tough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they just said six mana. Here's the biggest. Like, kill this <sighs> or so you lose. Big. Yeah, and that's valuable. Like, there's a reason why. Sarah Avatar is costs like seven or nine mana or whatever. Yeah, and this costs less than Sarah Avatar. <laughs> yeah, and Sarah Avatar, it's sometimes easier to get people's life totals lower. It's a lot hard unless you're playing a mill deck. It's a lot harder to get rid of your library. And Sarah Avatar, as you lower their life, it gets smaller it changes, and smaller. Yeah. Body research doesn't. It just has these counters on them. And if you're in teamer, it's just like oh, I'll just cast fling and, <laughs> and kill you. No matter what. So I think this has to just be a staple, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, it depends on how much you value just vanilla creatures. Yeah. But man, it's just like, this is a two-card combo with any card that says unblockable. (laughs) It's just busted. Sure, you can bounce it, it gets destroyed, it can get hit, whatever. So can every creature. (laughs) Like, this is just, just you have to respect the raw power like this this is the classic card that spikes will like not use unless it's a combo piece 
Mm-hmm. But like they will get crushed by against casual people because they're like, oh, that card's bad. I don't play it. Here's Body of Research. It's a 70 70. <laughs> I'm going to hit you for lethal because I cast my, uh, my, I don't know, my uh, unblockable land, that, the whatever. Uh, so is it a card you're going to want to own? I'm probably going to want to own it. I can find a way to fit this in. It's any, it's pretty much any civic deck. And I think even if you're, yeah, if even if you're thinking, wow, that mana cost is really tough. Okay, but it doesn't. If you're going to ever build a simic deck, that then it's not really restrictive because your all your lands are going to tap for blue or green, so it's mm-hmm. not restrictive anymore. Play this card; it's just going to be good. It's <laughs> yeah. It seems bad because it's only a creature. But it's but it's not because it's a token. It's got it's got counters, which means any of your uh, uh, ozoliths, if it dies, <laughs> your ozolith's gonna get eighty five counters. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! This card is just busted. It's just good. It's just ridiculously strong. There's a it's lot there. So it's a spell. Big. A lot of things work with spells. A lot of th- like because it's not just casting a creature, right? It's casting a spell. Yeah, so, it's it, so dude, just big. get this card. It's gonna be kind of busted. It's actually kind of annoying how busted this kind is gonna be. Really? Yeah, it's so you have you have to that. deal with it. Yeah, no, but it is. It's you and have you to can't deal with block it. it. Like I mean, you can block. Well, it. Well, you can chump it all day long, but you yeah. have to chump it all day long. You have to. Like <laughs> you have you to, can, or you're dead. Even if something's a twelve, twelve, I could be like, oh man, here's my five, five, a three, three, and a six, six. I'll keep one of them at least. No. <laughs> so I, I can't tell you how many times I've died to Master of Cruelties for the fact that I never, like, I didn't have infinite chump material. Master of Cruelties can only attack, like, by itself oh, yeah. and only by its, but nothing can kill it. Just like this 77. I mean, a Death Touch can kill the 7070, but not Master of Cruelties, right? So he kept attacking, and I just had to block, block. I ran out of creatures eventually, and it attacked, and I went to one, and I died. Yeah. I, I couldn't do anything. You, it's it, a card you have to chump all day long. It's it's massive. Also, interesting point. I, I've been wrong about these kind of effects before. So cards like Parallel Lives um, and uh, uh, Doubling Season, you do get all the counters on it. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. As far as I understand the rules. Oh, I kind of don't want that to be how it works. No. Yeah. I thought it was just like, oh, it's a separate effect putting the counters on it. Right. But you just made a zero zero extra. Like, oh, great. You get a zero zero token. It dies. It cool. dies. I, the way I, how I understand the rules, as I'm saying, is I'm not a judge or anything. It, since it's a replacement effect of creating of the effect that creates a token, I it's you get all the counters on it. That's pretty upsetting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and imagine, and I mean, it doesn't need to be any bigger, but like, yeah, doubling season, just like. No, yeah, I really don't want it to work that way. I hope you're wrong, but I'm guessing you looked this up and you're right, but that's really upsetting. And I want them to change that. Anyway, <laughs> the next, so yeah, buy that one too. Uh, the next one, luckily, the, the first three I think are going to cost you a, a pretty penny to buy. This one won't because it's an uncommon, or no, is it? Maybe it is a rare. I actually don't know. It's the uncommon. Either. It's uncommon, right? So, but this is going to be a staple. This is black and a black and a white for fracture, which is disenchant. Plus, it removes a planeswalker. Hey, right. yeah, this That's is me clapping for for wizards. They need for to do wi- this stuff. Yeah. You just need to just print that on cards because it's so hard to interact with planeswalkers as it is. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is just one of those cards that it does. Sure, it doesn't kill a creature, but you need 
all the but cards it removes that everything they, else. It removes everything else that you want to remove. So yep. it's good enough. It moves everything else. And a lot of times those creatures sometimes are artifacts and you can remove them. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, definitely. Alright, the next is a cycle. The cycle of masteries, which are sweet. So remember how we created our cards and we had alternate costs? This is one that has alternate costs. Uh, this cycle, called the Masteries, has an alternate cost where there's a, a big cost that has, you know, it, it costs a lot for what it does. Or you can pay a smaller cost, which is like, oh, wow, that's really good. But those alternate costs come with a downside, which is your opponents get to do something bad. So Devastating Masteries, the white one, it destroys all non-land permanents for either two white, 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 white. <laughs> so four <laughs> yeah. whites. Um Destroy all non-land, which is a very common effect in white, or two white-white, so Day of Judgments. But when you do that, an opponent, see, th this one, it doesn't say who chooses the opponent, right? This, I, this is where I think I noticed it. It just says an yeah. opponent does this. <laughs> it doesn't specify how that opponent was chosen. It just says an opponent chooses. An opponent yeah. chooses up to two non-land permanents they yeah. control and returns them to your hand. So I believe you do choose them, and you target someone but you don't target them it just yeah it's not it's, it's not so whoever confusing. it's not whoever says first <laughs> yeah it's so confusing yeah that this is this is where i noticed them right because it just says an opponent does this and i'm like what <laughs> how yeah. why when <laughs> what uh so the white one destroys all nine permanents uh but makes someone bounce two permanents they control so they get to save them that one's actually awesome. That one's that, probably one I of think the that's the ones. best. That's the best. That's one. the best one. That, that's fair. I think that's the best one. Uh, the blue one, X two to blue, uh, to uh, uh, draw X cards is all right. it does. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Okay, or you can pay two and a blue. Uh, if you do that, you draw three of the cards. So three mana for draw three, but an opponent creates two treasures and scries two. Well. You're never going to cast it for X2 of blue, are you? <laughs> what the hell? This is terrible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just Meanwhile, like if you, like, if you ramp three. someone that's like super behind and they scry two as well, which helps them catch up, and you draw three for the... Ah, it's not good. That's terrible. That one's terrible. Don't play that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't really like it. Like Paying three terrible. mana to, to draw three is great, and if somebody already has 1,200 mana, giving them two treasures doesn't really do much, but they're scrying to... Nah, don't play it. Alright, the black one. Baleful Mastery. Three and a black to exile target creature Planeswalkers. So right on point with everything else. Or one and a black to exile target creature Planeswalker. If you did that, an opponent draws a card. So you make... You get to have... That one's just great, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Is it? Like... Well... Is yeah, there a bunch because of two mana or three mana stuff that does it the same not, thing? Not that exiles a creature or a Planeswalker. And not at instant speed. You're talking, I mean, this is like the perfect commander removal right there. That is exiling. That is getting creature or planeswalker. That is two mana with only one black restriction. Yeah, I guess if you really don't want them to draw a card, four mana is not the worst. And then you pay four, right? right? And it's at instant speed still. You just pay four. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, in for that one. That I'm great. back in. Yeah, that one's good. Fervent Mastery, three red red. Search your library for three cards, put them in your hand, shuffle, then discard three cards at random. That's a terrible card. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember how yeah. bad Tybalt was? This just says Tybalt three times. That's yeah. a terrible card. Like, or you gam can pay... Gamble is the effect that it's 
emulating, but Game Boy costs one mana. It costs one <laughs> mana, and it searches for a single card, and, single and card. the chances and, of discarding yeah. that is like fine, like because you're you're searching for, out of those three cards. Assumingly, you just want one of them. And the yeah. chance of that goes way down when you randomly discard three cards, even after searching two more cards. Yeah. That's just that's a terrible card. Uh, if you call, you can also pay only four mana instead. Of, so only one mana discount. And if you do that, an opponent gets to discard any number of cards and draw that many. So you get to <laughs> run. It. It's that's, just so bad. It. That's that's terrible. That red uh, one's awful. It's unless you. So I I'll I'll bring something in that I was gonna I was. Uh, uh, discussing earlier or talked about earlier where these cards are great if you want to build like a politics deck you know maybe it's bad if you're just playing and you just want to win the game but you know if you want a politics deck then these cards are fantastic and i like that these cards exist because of that reason, because they do something different. At so, least. I mean, I did put them in staples for a reason, right? And that's the reason because they, right. these are commander cards. They're, they don't, they kind of don't belong in the main set. <laughs> no, but maybe, this, maybe I shouldn't have put them in the, they're not, they're, none of these are staples. Not a single one is a staple so far. Even I the think, black one, that's not, I a think staple. the none white of these are one could be a staple. No, I wouldn't white. even say it's a staple, right? It, it's, because you don't play, uh, you don't play a card that says destroy all non-land permanents as a in staple. In mono white, hour of revelation, you don't play. That's not a staple, and that's better than that. That costs three mana. That costs white, yeah, white, white, mono white. <laughs> it costs white, 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 and does that, and doesn't give them any effect. It costs less, and like I'm like, and it's not a staple. So no, that's not a staple either. So none of these are staples, and we'll go with the last one, the green one. Costs six, five in the green to search your library for up to four basic land cards. Reveal them. Put that. Put one of them onto the battlefield tapped. Oh no! So okay. So you're paying six yeah, mana. This, this one's five and a green. green. Here's what you're paying five and a green for. You're paying five and a green to put search for four basics and put uh-huh. two of them onto the battlefield tapped, and the rest in your hand. So you'll get two to the hand, two on the battlefield tapped for six mana. That's terrible. That is not what you're looking for. For yeah. four mana, you're still going to look for four basics. You're going to put one of them onto the battlefields under an opponent's control. And then one onto the bat. Oh, and then two onto the battlefield, tapped under your control, and the rest in your hand. Okay, that's better. So your that, party, you're always going to yeah. pay four for this spell. Always. Yeah. I don't think you're yeah. ever going to pay six. You're never going to pay six. Yeah, because basically, if you're playing like let's say Simic in green blue, you can just give a forest to a mono red player, and like sure, you have a they give him a land which is pretty strong, but it's colorless, and you get two, you get to ramp two and yeah. get a third land. And uh, for like multicolored decks, this is like better cultivate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So that that's a sweet card. I, I do kind of want to play that one. Is it a staple though? Probably not. Mm, probably not. Probably I not. think it's an interesting other ramp spell. Yeah, like, I like it. I like it. Out of all the masteries, I like that one and the black one. I just kind of mm-hmm. want the black one because it gives you four. It gives you three lands for four, which right. is. I don't know if too many other. I don't think any other card does that. Yeah, just straight up. Uh, Basic. What was it? Two mana for four. Uh, four. You get three lands. For in four? general, for four. Mana. Yeah, yeah. Cards do that. There's a there's there's one that is played though in multiple colors. You can't just play green because it searches for a plains, a mountain, a forest. It it searches for the other basics, but you get all four of them in your hand. 
Second. Oh, it only costs four. And it costs okay. four. Yep. But so you get four land cards for four. But it's a yeah. So the, five color. So deck. that that one's pretty good. But these get yeah. These get two to the battlefield tapped, and then one in your hand. Just one to the battlefield tapped when you pay four, right? Or does it still get two? Uh, still. Oh, I guess two. still get two. Still get two. Okay. So that, it, you're good. basically another. You norm. You always get two to the battlefield tapped, and you normally get two to the hand, which is good because I guess then it's competing with cards like. Uh, like explosive, explosive vegetation. vegetation, yeah, right, and and you're gonna you're gonna need it to do that, right? All right, next card, which actually is a legitimate staple, I think. This is one of the ones I'm most excited for, the strict proctor, and harkens back to your initial statement in the beginning of this episode, if you guys remember, because Derek was gonna be strict in proctoring <laughs> our uh, party. Strict proctor is a one and a white flying spirit cleric. Is a one three. Whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its controller pays two. Yeah, this is... Finally. <laughs> this is pretty good. I'm getting this card. You've got to be kidding me. Thank God. Yeah, it's so good. And also, keep in mind, it counters your own abilities, it too. Is, it is symmetrical. So I, so can't, I can't just go and chuck it in Karametra, right? Because I, I, that is I, what I call trigger.deck, <laughs> quite literally. Right. But no, I, I, but I was going to say you could work it to your benefit. So the bounce lands, you can just say, oh, that Ooh, the entering the battlefield to bounce a land, that counter that ability. I like that. I didn't even think about it in that sense. But I, mm-hmm. so we're talking new staple here, right? Own this. This card's gonna, yeah. Def- you this need this card, card to like control games too. You need it. Oh my god! I wish this was like in play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For all games, like I, I just I'm not gonna remove this if an opponent plays this because I just I want to slow down like, other okay. people. Yeah, I'm like yeah. cool, good. I don't want them to go off. So, yeah, there's, there's yeah, this the awesome. most. We'll, we'll probably make an episode about threat evaluation at some point for Commander. But yeah, yeah, one of the biggest threats is anything that is like repeatable. Yeah, so, anything that triggers off of everything, like smothering tithe and whatnot. You know, like the cards that just right. every. If someone's asking you a question every turn, remove yeah. that thing. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, the next one, Semester's End, another wonderful, wonderful flavor card. Yeah, uh, three and a white instant. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control at the beginning of the next end step. Return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter if it's a creature and an additional loyalty if it's a planeswalker. That's awesome. Yeah. You remember we were talking about uh, Teferi's protection and how expensive it was? This yeah. is the budget just, version of that. Just buy this and it's going to be just as good. Maybe better. In certain scenarios, I kind of remember certain... one of my cards that I said I wanted that yep, was hated against. That. This, um, this, get, this uh, helps you against Cyclonic Rift. Rift. Yep. This saves so all your creatures and planeswalkers from Cyclonic Rift, not your rocks, but that's going to save you a lot of mana anyway. So you can play right. your rocks and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's just a good card. Uh, I'm just excited to see it. It's a good card. I want to play it. Uh, the next one, Wandering Archaic. Another one where it's like, why is this in the main set? Nobody actually knows. <laughs> this one, literally no one actually knows. It is a colorless MDFC for some reason, because guess what? You're only playing this for its creature side. Its creature side, right. which is its front side, is five mana for a 4-4 avatar. Whenever an opponent 
cast an instant or sorcery spell, they may pay two. If they don't, which they're never going to, <laughs> you may copy that spell and you may choose new targets for the copy. That they're that gonna, card they're gonna have to. This 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 card that card is busted. This way. Every if they want to kill this, this like always has ward two on it. Oh man! Because otherwise you're gonna blow up their best creature. Yeah, this because is, they're gonna copy it. Like uh, this is like the normal definition of staple. Where it's is, just like this is just a good. Here, card. Here's why I'm upset. There's one reason why I'm upset. This card now means that there's not a single commander game that there's not going to be someone. That says, "You gonna pay two for that? You gonna, you gonna pay two for that? Gonna, hey, I see you draw. You gonna you, you draw a card? You did you did you draw? Did you did you gonna you gonna did you play a spell? Did you, did you play a spell? You, you gonna <laughs> you gonna attack me? Or you pay two for that? Oh my god, this is so annoying. I hate this card. I like it because it's good, and it's gonna do some really cool things sometimes. Because you can this can also be pretty political, right? If mm. if someone that's is losing the game plays this." And, the, and you're trying to team up against the arch enemy and they're like, well, I can kill one thing. And you're like, oh, well, I can copy that thing that you cast. Now we can kill two of his things. That's awesome. It's going to lead it. to some really cool stuff. Right. Ah, it's just so annoying. <laughs> also, another another thing that I love about this, though, is it like kind of puts a uh, uh, a bug in the extra turn guys, like extra turns uh, players hands. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like two each time. Oh, uh, like, oh, I got to take an extra turn like oh well i'm gonna copy it and now i get the turn first <laughs> and then you get a turn unless they I pay two they can pay two they, yeah which they they always have like a billion mana but yeah they might as well at that point all right the back side of the card which doesn't even deserve a mention explore the vast lands three mana for a sorcery each player will look at the top five cards of their library they'll reveal a land card and or an instant sorcery card from among them then puts the revealed cards so they reveal Real. So you can only reveal one card. Re- they put the revealed yeah. card. Uh, why does it say then puts the oh the cards they revealed this way? Wait. You they put a land instant sorcery into their hand and the rest in the bottom. Oh, so you get two cards. You can get a land and an instant or sorcery. And or instant sorcery. Oh, yeah, yep. and an instant sorcery. So you can get a land and an instant or sorcery. Uh, put those in your hand. The rest go to the bottom, and every player gains three life. So mm-hmm. it's a kind of good card, but the front is so good, you're never going to play the back. You're never going to play the back. You just, you just play the five mana thing. <laughs> Don't ever play the three mana thing. Wait till you have five. Play the five mana thing. It's always better. And a card that can go in any deck, and it should go in every deck. Every commander deck should just play So one. good. It's yeah. so annoying. I don't want it to be that much of a staple, right? It's like... Yeah, I feel like it should be color, or at least one color. Because Cause now it feels like I you have to buy this first off. If you're playing Commander, you have to have one of these. And you should just put it in every deck. Oh, I, it's so think, annoying. Do you think this is like going to be the card that in like three years is going to be worth like $40? Like Vidalcan Orrery or something? Yes, I do. Because it's smothering. Well, how much? Let me ask you, how much is Smothering Tide worth? This is Smothering Tide. They just printed Smothering Tide, dude. Like a lot <laughs> yeah that's why i think that's 40 i think it's also like 30 40 yeah 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 so th- yes this card's worth 40 dollars in a year two years three years yeah whatever it is yeah absolutely 100 percent. all right the biblioplex i wanted to talk about this one it's a land out of the set 
The Biblioplex. It just taps for colorless, which is not too terribly exciting. But it has an activated ability, and as you know, we here like our utility lands in Commander. This one will pay two and tap it. Look at the top card of your library. If it's an instant or a sorcery card, you can reveal that and put it right in your hand. So you get to draw a card for two mana, which is very good on a land. If you don't put it into your hand, though, you can put it into your graveyard. I love that they added that. Oh, if yeah. it's something you don't, it's not an instant or sorcery, so you didn't put it in your hand. Or even if it is, you can put it in the graveyard anyway, because it just says, if you didn't put it in your hand, put it in the graveyard. If you wanted it in the graveyard the whole time, you can put it there. You can only activate this if you have exactly zero or seven cards in hand. Does that limit it to kind of CDH levels? Um, It costing two mana to activate, I don't know how good it's going to be in CEDH. Um, I say that because they're more likely to be in a scenario where they have exactly zero or exactly seven, right? right. In casual, it's rare. (laughs) Those strategies are usually like they're playing around that fact. So I think this is a card that look out for in Constructed. This is in the main set, so this might get busted in constructed yeah this is this is i can see a card in all those like mono blue counterspell drago kind of decks because that's right so it's a staple right because it's a colorless land that can go in any deck pretty much i don't think it'll go in any deck okay so it's not a staple so you you don't have to have this one you don't have to have this one you can stay with and i agree it's yeah it isn't that good okay so are we i i have some cards Two. I'm not. I'm not to the end of the list yet. I got two. Oh, more. right, two more. Sorry. Right. One of my favorite ones, the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yes. One and a red for a two-two human shaman. When conspiracy theorist attacks, you may pay one and discard a card if you do draw a card. So loot for one mana. When, but his second ability is the best thing. Whenever you discard one or more non-land cards, you may exile one of them from your graveyard. If you do that. You may cast it this turn. That's awesome. Yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, I just immediately thought of uh, Quintorius, my favorite little Boros guy, because it, it's putting cards in the graveyard, right? And it says whenever they go to the graveyard, that's fine. Then you exile them. Then oh, you, you exile exiled them. one. You get a 3-2 spirit then from Quintorius. <laughs> oh, so yeah. here's one that works well with him, right? And, and then you get to cast it, and you can cast the card, and it comes back. And it could be any card, right? I love that there's no restrictions. Yeah, it's not like instant or sorcery. It's not like non-creature. Which is what you said back when we were talking about Quintorius, right? Where it's like, I'm glad they had no restrictions on like when you do this from the graveyard, what constitutes what triggers this. Yeah. It's any card. This is the kind of thing that I'm glad that Wizards have stopped doing sometimes with like, especially the cards that are worse, the colors that are worse in Commander, particularly red and white, Mm -hmm. where like, I don't know if they're going to do it later on, but these <laughs> restrictions that don't really mean anything, but I feel like a lot of times they put on just to be like, oh, well, it makes a creature, so it should only ex- exile a creature. Like, God, come on. It's white. <laughs> <laughs> just let us have this. Yep. So, awesome card. I'm going to play that for sure. I have a lot of cards that discard a lot of my cards, and I would love to play them. That's awesome. Like, think of him and Zerzoth. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. I accidentally discard a card. I'm like, I want her to play that. Oh, I, I can. Play oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that's awesome. 
And lastly, I had for uh, Staples is Campus Lands. So they printed Guildgates again, except this time they finally put ability on Guildgates. They (laughs) put four and tap scry one. Don't know how good that's going to be, but immediately every deck that has a Guildgate just put the campus instead, right? right? Uh, Come on, that's what this should be. These are just like objectively better like guild gates like you said for uh yeah. budget decks yep. we're just so, like ah, a bunch of tap lands anyway. here's what else Put i'd ask you there. uh because because other cards do this too right uh would you play this over gain one lands 100 percent. would you play this over enters the battlefield scry one lands yes there you go that, that's that already is enough said right because yeah, that's rare. that has the same ability, except this is repeatable. It costs four to do it, but it's repeatable and you can do it. And it's such mm-hmm. a minor effect, though. And, and the other ones only do it once, and then they're done. They just scribe one, and it's only when they enter. Yeah. It, it never it, usually it, means much. <laughs> the amount of times that you're stuck with mana open, like at the end of your at the end of, at the end of the turn cycle, is way more than you think. I and I. I I think we want to also stress like the the importance of scrying one is so much more important later in the game than it is in the beginning. A lot of times you play those scry lands in the beginning of the game and you end up just leaving the card there because you don't know what's developing yet. It doesn't exactly. matter what non-land card it is. If you need it. it just matters like do I need a land next turn? Is it a land? No. If it isn't, yep. okay, then it feels good, right? Because you scryed away a non-land. Otherwise, it literally means nothing because you're most likely putting the card back. Yeah, ex- exactly. It yeah, because you want the tap land to enter early on so it doesn't mess with your curve, but you're just like, oh well, I don't think I need another land, and then you just don't draw a land for fifteen turns. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh wait. All right. Before you look at your cards, did you look at the bottom here? The cards to look out for. So that's all of my uh staples that I had. Th- then mm-hmm. I had a whole list of the cards uh I was gonna look out for in Commander. The cards that I think yes. will make a splash. I, I, there's some cards that, uh, I have in mind that I that are not are on pretty good. All right. Go yeah. through that list. Then. And I, I, I guess I'll talk about two of them. Okay. Um, and then the other ones I'll save for this other list. Okay. We're also at two hours right now. So we can, we are baby. This is uh we're definitely doing this in two parts. There's a reason we're not going to talk yep. about any commanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the one car or one of the cards that I want to bring up, which is, going to be a card that you definitely want to own and could be expensive is harness infinity oh so it's a seven mana instant one black 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 green 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 (laughs) so six colored pips instant exchange your hand and graveyard exile harness infinity so it's it's important to keep in mind it's way easier to get cards in your graveyard than it is in your hand Mm -hmm. so at instant speed for seven mana if you have 10 cards in your graveyard presumably you cast all those cards and mm-hmm. not many of them are lands you could go like i have two cards in my hand or zero cards in my hand or i just drew my my 10th land and i'm not going to play it right uh i'm just going to cast this and then just draw 10 cards essentially in I, I left this off the list for for specific reasons i don't think that card's good at all <laughs> you don't think it's good no that card's trash uh, I'd play Praetor's Council over that, and no one plays Praetor's Council. I Praetor's I, Council gives you all those cards, and then guess what it says? You don't have to discard them. The, the this is think about this. What if you have like thirty cards in your graveyard? Uh huh. You just draw thirty. 
<laughs> okay, you do that with Praetor's Council. Yeah, this is this is a instant speed too. I mean, Praetor's Council. Oh, people play Praetor's Council. Yeah, but not that often. And I'd rather play it over that. And I, I just can't imagine there's a situation where I'm looking to play this card over Praetor's Council and then not have the benefit of then having an infinite hand when I've paid six or eight mana. Or seven, it's seven or eight, right? Harness costs it's six. seven. Seven. You're, and and Praetor's costs eight. Like, whatever. The, That's one the reason mana. The reason why I think this card is a lot better is because it's an instant. So yeah. you can do this when you're... At the end, it's it's at the end of the last player's turn. You cast this card and you win the game next turn. Yeah, you better win the game next turn, otherwise you're you're but you're discarding all. If you don't, then you discard. No, this card's not good. <laughs> I can't be convinced. There's no way that card's not that good. Uh, well, I mean, the, you could say the same thing about cards to say like, oh, draw like twenty five cards. Just like, how could you say it's not good? <laughs> I can exile your your graveyard and then you're drawing nothing. Same thing with Praetor's Council. I mean, like, oh, you exile your graveyard, then you don't get anything. Yeah, but I don't... Harness Infinity, you have to discard your hand, right? You exchanged it. So you actually literally end up with nothing. Praetor's just tells me I get to put my graveyard back in my hand. Well, when you cast this card, it's... Uh, I think when you cast this card... I mean, you, you don't cast this card when you have five good cards in your hand. That, that, I guess that's my argument. Still, you're ending up with nothing, is what I'm saying. I... I no, this card's bad. This card's bad. I, and I, I will uh, fuck you on that. <laughs> card is bad. Card is I, I disagree. Bad. Uh, that, is the a, next that is the worst mythic on the entire set. For sure. 100%. 100%. The worst All mythic. Right. All right. Abs- absolutely. Worth trash. Right. Gonna be worth 25 um, cents. All right. Uh, the next card I wanted to talk about is Blot Out the Sky. Oh, yes, I did leave that off, uh, but I liked it, card. I, I just don't think it's going to be too strong. I uh, I think it's going to be one of those cards that kind of like we don't talk about staples and like it goes in every single deck. It's like, oh, you, it's it's a good card and you should probably own one. It's uh, it's an X white black create X tapped uh, two one white and black inkling creature tokens with flying. And if X is six or more, destroy all non creature non land permanents. Right. So. I found I think this is kind of like um, Bane of Progress, which is played pretty often. I think destroy that's which is a six mana mm-hmm. uh, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. You get one one counter on Bane of Progress. Yeah, you one. get a big old guy. You get a big old guy. This you know destroys Planeswalkers too, um, and yeah. for eight mana, then you get twelve power with flying. That enter tapped. Right, <laughs> which actually but, hurts more than you'd think because you then became right. Yeah, that that is that is a significant <laughs> downside. It actually sucks. I, so so yeah, I left you it get, out because eight mana is a power. lot to pay for that too. You're not destroying yeah. any creatures, so theoretically none of the threats, and you don't. You also then didn't defend yourself from any of the threats. Eh, right. It's just yeah, I just I think I, it's cool. Uh, card. I like it a lot. I just don't think it's yeah. that good. I yeah, I I, I like it. Um, Again, like, like so, we're talking like the, these are all the mythics you're grabbing. When I look at the mythics, we're comparing these to like the Simic one, which literally wins the game every time <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do anything. The other ones are terrible. Yeah, they're all K-E-1 trash. <laughs> they're all so bad. None of them do I, anything except for. I, I mean, Hofrey's the other one. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think Blood Out the Sky is 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 trash yeah. because like. You you do like that is a very powerful effect destroying all artifacts creature or artifacts enchantments and planeswalkers. Sure, and it costs you get like eight to do that though. But you do get twelve power with flying. Yeah, I know they entered true. tapped. 
you that's get, true. Yeah, you do, get, uh, you do get six, two, one flyings, yeah. Right, which is, can just, like, win the game next turn sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, uh, it, but yeah, it, those it, are the two it, it, ones. It just hurts. Like, imagine having this card, and you, like, you want the effect of destroying things, and, but you only have six mana, and you're like, ah, <laughs> like, I just, I can't get there. Yeah, yeah, that. <sighs> just, I, I know see, that that card is going to lead to a lot of feel-bads. To me, to me, eight mana is just not a problem in Commander. Like, I think you it never is. don't not, you never not have eight mana. Yeah, but for top, for, uh, not in black. Have you played a lot of black, <laughs> black, white? You end up in a lot of situations you don't have eight mana. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Like the if you play a lot of like, you know, if, if you play, if you listen to our uh, deck building, thing, <laughs> deck building commander guide, you have enough ramp. Uh, it's then, tough uh, in black. In black, white, it's tough. It's I know how tough it is. I think this definitely I, I think uh this definitely does enough for eight mana. I think we're going to have to do a top 10 list of like our, cause we're, our lists are going to be so different <laughs> from what I can tell. <laughs> our lists are going to be completely different. three parts. Yeah. Three one, parts. one part is it's the set. The second part is commander. The third part is just three hours of arguing over hearts. It's going to have to be. All right. Uh, um, the, my other ones, they can, they that. can, there so this one is um it's slightly different it's the uh uh hold on let, um, i lost my thing okay it's a modal do- double face card it's not a staple but it's a it's one of those cards that i think it, it's nice that it's out here it's a pestilent cauldron uh on oh the front that's a side, cool card i really like that card on the yeah. other side so pestilent cauldron it's uh two and a black for an artifact you can tap it, discard a card to create a pest. Uh, one tap. Each opponent mills cards equal to the amount of life you gain this turn. Four tap. Exile four target cards from a single graveyard. Draw a card. Its other side, Restorative Burst, is a five mana sorcery for three green green. Uh, it says, return up to two target creature, land, and or planeswalker cards from your graveyard to your hand. Each player gains four life. Exile. Restorative Burst. Um, I don't really know why it, it exiled itself, but and I, uh, and I also don't know why each player has to gain four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just very like <laughs> that. It seems like oh, we think it's too good. There was like oh, we'll just type on some other random text. Why does, uh, everyone why gets does the each player have to gain four? That was weird. I love the um, the front card. The po- cauldron's great though. It's just another great. little trading post, and I love trading posts. So yeah, yeah it just it does seem it just does like a little bit of everything. It, <laughs> you can draw a card for a lot of mana and exile cards from graveyards. I like the second ability because it allows like this uh, green black life gain strategy to have like a real win con. A mil- blah, super limited. It's mill, right? And that right. I I think it's it's kind it's of the like only a vis- card printed of its kind. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I think it kind of uh, works like a Viscopa Guild Mage, where like yeah. you know you exchange life totals with somebody and then you make them mill forty or something, which oh, doesn't. Okay. It's not as good as that, but. You know, it's better than that's just a lot like, to ask. You're you're already talking four or five card combo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the but it, it's it's better than like you know any other <laughs> like gain life win con in green black. Um, not now. I printed a bunch now, but yeah, well, no, I, it's a cool card. It's a cool yeah. card. I just I don't think it's very good. It's again, it's just like it's cool, um, it's just not good. The uh, the 
couple of the lower rarity ones I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Plum the Forbidden. Two mana instant. As initial cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice one or more creatures. When you do, copy the spell for each uh, creature you sacrifice this way. Draw a card. Draw a card and what? And lose a life. Oh, no, that's a great card. Wait, yeah. in- instant, you said? Instant, two mana. Oh, that's incredible. Sacrifice, <laughs> yeah. So you, oh, sacrifice, uh, you may sacrifice one more creature. So you sacrifice two creatures and you draw three cards. Lose yeah, I will just a board wipe incoming and you sack your board and draw that many cards. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> and a lot of these black, I love how that plays with all the pests, right? Because they're all yep. just going to gain you those life You just back. gain the life back. <laughs> <laughs> You're drawing all the cards. Oh, that card's nuts. Yeah, I don't need one of those. That's nuts. That's a good um, one. Good find there. There's another one which I I was like on the fence about. This is the learn card I was talking about earlier. Okay, I have one. This is the ramp spell for so for three mana. Searcher for basic forest. Put on the battlefield. Tap shuffle library and also learn. So, do you want to play a three mana ramp spell that oh, draws no. you a card? No, they they printed one that's two mana. They printed another ramping growth too. That uh that. That also learns? No, it doesn't learn. That. It doesn't learn. You don't need to... Re- not learn. Just it costs two. It literally costs one and a green. You rampant growth, but then you put... It becomes a uh, creature as oh, well. Oh, it becomes a creature. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, it could I was... be a pretty big creature because it's uh, for how many lands entered that turn. So, yeah, commander, I, that could be pretty big. I wanted to put this out there because it's one of those things that's like, we play Cultivate, right? Which draws you a land. Yes, and puts a land three mana. To, to and play. puts a land away. This puts a it's more restrictive, so that kind of sucks. But this one lets you discard a card to draw a card. It's not I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. You'd rather have a land. You'd rather have so that's man like card parity. Cultivate literally draws you another card. It, it's a land, but it's it draws you another card. Right. It, it kind of comes with a staple that says draw a card on it. Yeah, this one, um, this one, it's it's better in the late game, I guess, but it's just like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I wanted to highlight this because, you know, it does, it's kind of similar to the mana cost of Cultivate. It does something yeah. kind of similar. Just Yeah, I'm playing Cultivate 10 times out of 10. <laughs> um, I guess it's, it's on your list, but since we're already just doing cards to look out for <laughs> in Commander. Yeah. Uh, crackle with Power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, Another finisher card, right? I mean, that's a, yeah, a big old This is huge. XXX Red Red. <laughs> it deals five times X damage yes. to X targets. So this card is insane. <laughs> like, basically, it does X squared times five damage. Uh, <laughs> too much math. Stop. Too much math. Uh, that's Quadric stuff. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why it's a <laughs> This is just a red card. <laughs> so, by, so just to say that put this out there for 11 mana which like like you said it's not nothing but you know green but, red but if you're trying to end easily. the game yeah if you want to well that and that's that's this what eight mana, mana and those, you didn't end the game is bad eight mana and you ended the game is well you did it 11 mana does 45 damage to a target <laughs> oh my one target or three i thought it had three targets you can talk tar- yeah three targets you just target eric 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 Oh, it's, it's gonna targets. do. It's gonna do fifteen. In other words, yeah, fifteen three times. So you could either do fifteen to all your opponents, or because I like how it says you pick three, right? And you just right. pick in all the opponents, uh huh, and you can kill them. Yeah. And <laughs> just then, a spell it kills them. Yeah, and then for uh, when X equals four, it does uh, like eighty damage to f- <laughs> twenty oh, damage to four targets. God, so that kills 
two people just outright. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I so think, it's going to show up. It's going to end games. So I think this card is like... Maybe that should have been in the staple section. Might get banned in other formats. Really? <laughs> because like, think about Tron and Modern. For eight mana, it's just 20... It does like 20... Oh, and they can do that on like turn three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why play Karn? You can just dome somebody for 20. <laughs> they need double red, though. They have to have a way to do that. I know they do though. They have, I think they have that capability. Yeah, a lot of their artifacts they tap. You pay like one mana, tap it, sacrifice it, change the mana, and then draw a card. Yep. So they the eggs. Yeah. Um. It might. It might not be. But probably won't. Yeah. Probably won't. But like, man, eight mana to deal twenty damage in a one v (laughs) one. It's just like, oh, Uh, I thought we were gonna play magic. They're like, nah, I got, (laughs) I got this. All right, we'll flash through some of the, some of the ones that I got. Yeah, let's, um, let's just pick a couple of these because we're going pretty long. Yeah. Um, they all say Harness Infinity, Brett. I don't know why. Oh, my God. I don't know how you're stuck on that card. That card's trash. All right, yeah, Valentin Dean of the Vein. He's pretty sweet. I, I don't care about his backside. I, I care only about Valentin. He's a one-mana, one-one, menace lifelink. I love how many things they're printing on one-ones now. Yeah, it's just like trample. Oh, you thought uh, he menace. only said that? I'm sorry. Nope, he doesn't just say one-one, menace lifelink. Nope, he also exiles all creatures your opponents control when they die. If you didn't notice, just, the anaphensa trick. Yeah, which is nuts. That means they don't ever die. They all get exiled. And when they do, you can pay two mana and you'll get a pest. I mean, it's just like like they just kept tacking on stuff, and so we're like, when is the one mana thing broken? And they just like, let's just keep going. I don't know. Let's just <laughs> let's just add one more thing on. So that. yeah, he's freaking ridiculous. That's another one where I'll look at and probably play him as like like we were talking before with Embrose, right? I'll play him as my mono black commander, play an all mono black deck, and just have him as the commander, right? Just and, have him as the commander. Yeah. Um, I have Rush Rebirth and Infuse with Vitality. Both are Golgari spells that return creatures that are going to die back to the battlefield, which they're mm-hmm. super strong effects. Uh, Infuse with Vitality also gains you two life. Rush Rebirth, instead of getting the creature you chose, will actually go search your deck. You get to tutor your deck for a creature that costs less and throw it in. Right. Uh, at instant speed, which is something I don't think they've done. That's just like, oh, that's dying? Well, bam! Uh, it's now going to become something yeah, that you I don't. Want. They- the infused with vitality one that's pretty common but that's pretty common it's just a good effect and they stapled on like gain two life on there and stuff right it's just just good uh vanishing verse another removal spell now for for orzov white and black instant remove a monocolored colored permanent i thought that was noteworthy it's another because monocolored means a lot that's all monocolored means a lot i think this this will be the one that most heavily depends on your play group i feel like it might and uh, but it's one I would look out for because it's one it's always going to be not a think to put in there. there. Yeah, yeah, you might as well play it. It's like it's one you probably would cut from your deck, right? I, I would look at that card and be like, ah, it might not hit something, so I'm going to take it out. But it's probably always really good. Yeah, it's uh, also it says permanent too, not just creature. Yeah, monocolored so permanent. So that means anything. a lot of planeswalkers are monocolored. Tons of enchantments are monocolored. Artifacts, if they have color, you can't get colorless artifacts, but I, I think this is definitely, yeah, like you said, one of those things. It's like, oh, monocolored? How many of those things? And then you see the word permanent, you're like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, this is a neat one that I thought is really useful. Three mana, Vampire Warlock for 2-1, Callous Blood Mage. When he enters, you can choose one of three things. You either get a 1-1 one, one pest that dies, gains a life. You either draw a card, lose a life. Or you exile target creatures or target player's graveyard. 
all useful effects in Commander. Yeah, the uh, uh, the effect to exile the graveyard and it was like the worst case is or the effect to exile the graveyard is really good. And then worst case scenario, you draw a card. Yeah, like, you have Phyrexian oh, okay. Rager, which I play in decks. So yeah, this like Phyrexian almost Razor. immediately takes out Phyrexian Rager and just play this guy and have more optionality, which is why I saw him and went, that's that's for good. Oh, yeah. Uh, the kill Storm Kill Nolanus, I think, is low-key one of the best cards out of the set. Is a, a three and a red for a dwarf cleric or dwarf mage or something. Magecraft, whenever you cast an instant sorcery, you get a treasure. Which is that that's Burgy. That these are legendary cards all of a sudden. That's Burgy. You get to you get a mana after every instant or sorcery cast. And for every artifact, he also gets plus one plus oh. So he might end up being like a ten two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what you can just like keep going and going. Yeah, and, and you can just kill people with it. Like so he's really underrated. Do you, um do you, when you when you see an effect like that, is that just better than cost reduction effects, do you think? Making the token instead? Yeah, mean? making an artifact. Like Absolutely. with all the artifact stuff. Because it holds that mana for whatever you want. Burgie's mana disappears. When you cast it, if you don't have something to use that mana on, it goes away. Right. And you can just like save it up for the next turn. And <laughs> and, and Stormkiln works with uh, artifact synergies, which in red is like ridiculous a lot of times. Right. Uh, Orik Lore Mage, I love. It's an entomb on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> it costs two black black for whatever creature type. Tap, search for a card, any card, put it in your graveyard. It's entomb on a stick. I love it. Which that card's going to be so nuts. Good. That yeah. might be a staple. Who knows? It's specific. It's black, though, which means black's into it. So I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> these are just all all the model black cards. Yeah. yeah, that's the reason why you don't like Karnas Infinity. It's, it has other, card, other colors. Yeah, like they, they put another thing other than black. If it was just they, a black card, they tainted. They tainted yeah. your precious color. Uh, ecological appreciation is like a bad Gifts Ungiven. It's the mythic green card that... X, two, and a green. Uh, for how much X is, you search for four creature cards of that mana value. Uh, an opponent's going to choose two of them then. Those two are going to go into your library. The rest are going right into the battlefield. So you're probably going to pay probably six mana for this and get two three threes out of, or two three mana cards out of your deck that you searched for. Yeah, uh, But not the is... better of the two. I don't know. It could be some cool stuff, though. There's, be, I, yeah. That's a cool card. I want to play that card. That card seems fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it definitely will be fun. Because if you play it with the idea of it just being fun, then you can just search for for your coolest yeah, creatures. Just and get put it cool out there. creatures. That's what I mean. I think even if it's just paying for one mana, right? And you get two one mana creatures for four. But you're getting like because a lot of one mana creatures I play are are the utility one mana creatures, right? Where they have some really cool effects on them, right? And, and you're getting might, two of them automatically out of your deck, so it is that a might be card. that might be where it's at, like yeah, playing it cheap because once you start getting like like four mana, then it's like eh, it's a lot. You still get two of those cards onto the battlefield, but it's really difficult to get the cards that you want yeah. <laughs> out because of, of the because... gifts on given aspect of it too. I mean, this is one to look out for in CEDH, right? It might, it might break something. Who knows? Uh, we don't, we yeah. don't have enough power in our brains to think of it right now. But. So the, the best part about gifts on given was one. It was, <laughs> I think gifts and given is an instant. Um, not, I'm not too sure. It is. That. It's an instant um, and it's certain. And the other two go to your graveyard, go to the graveyard. So, so you, you would get like, you would get cards with flashback yeah. or something. Yeah, th this goes back to your library, but I, I guarantee there's still a way to do stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Exponential Growth is just another end-the-game card. Uh, it's just only at sorcery speed, so it's not as terrifying, but it 
doubles right. target creature's power X times. It costs XX green green. Still, if you double something's power even two times, generally that means it's lethal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So for six mana, this gives a creature lethal ability. And, and this and, is this is where it's good that it's a sorcery because you hate to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, you don't want to do that five five through, and someone yeah. goes like, oh, here's a uh, like ten mana. Sorry, now you're dead. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> an interesting card I want to build around. It goes back to that Lord Hold thing. Is fuming effigy is whenever a card leaves your graveyard, it costs three and a red for a, a spirit like two four or something again. Whenever a cre- card leaves your graveyard or exiles from the graveyard, you deal one damage to each opponent. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. I just want to use that to like win the game by like right, I'll yeah, exile like... each card from my graveyard. You take thirty each. Like, yeah, there's. The-? there's... There's probably some like card out there. It's like, oh, zero mana, exile a card from your graveyard. That's like all it does or something. That's just like a combo with this. Yeah. Right. So I just want to win the game with that. So it just seems sweet. Uh, I'll go down to Tangle Trap. Just seems sweet. Look out for that. So this is this is two mana instant and green. Either deal five to a creature with flying or destroy an artifact. In Commander, things like that. This is a budget card. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be a, a, a quarter card you can throw in any green deck and it'll do what it needs to do. Yeah, great budget option. Super good card. Accomplished Alchemist is the other green card I have. It's a four mana, uh, two five for some reason. I don't know how he's so beefy on the back end. Tap for one mana of any color, or you can tap X mana of any one color, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. We're getting to this commander time where you can gain like seven, ten life in a turn. He can tap for ten mana. That card kind of is a little busted. Yeah, this is one of those scars that's just like, oh, this is an auto include in every life game. Deck. Every life game deck, yeah, and they're all green at this point. Like life game is like just straight green because now they have it in green white. Now they have it in green black. So just green is just like mm-hmm. we are life game. Like we are. It's so funny how they ripped that out of the claws of white, right? Yeah, they're like <laughs> white. You're too strong with your getting a plus one plus zero. Oh sometimes <laughs> green is like infinitely better at gaining life. Infinitely. <laughs> Uh, so much better at it all the color identity <laughs> like green's gonna be the counter spell color all right another cool one the ifrit flame painter this is a one four with double strike for three and a freak shaman whenever it deals combat damage to a player you can cast an instant or a sorcery from your graveyard without paying its mana cost and it exiles instead obviously because they, they yeah you can't just keep abusing the heck out of that but still <laughs> That could possibly cast you two things now whenever you attack. A lot of the things in the past used to do this and like you'd maybe cast one thing. Uh, right. This, this does double strike. So if no one blocks it, it hits twice and you can do this twice. That's awesome. Yeah. This is just one of those things that just like, oh crap, I got hit by this once and now he's going to cast this like, I don't know create like a ultimatum or something yeah i that that's one that's going to be sneaky strong right it's it's going to be tough to hit with like i can see how there's going to be a lot of situations where this isn't that good i get it i because it is it's a anything it not only says like when it attacks it has to actually deal the damage and that makes it Mm -hmm. really tough to actually trigger but that triggers pretty strong (laughs) yeah that that trigger is way better than like there's another one that had like a that was like a one something out of it was a while ago uh, that like exile a card from the top of your library, then you could play it. Not oh, even yes. for free. Yes. It was just like, Oh yeah, you could play it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. 
But this is just like, hey, that card that was good enough to put in your deck. And oh, you're talking. I know you're talking the prophetic flame speaker, which looks very much like this card. Yeah, yeah. Designed like this card. It was a one three double strike. Didn't have trample or something. It did. Yeah, double strike trample. Yep. 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 But that you don't see ever anymore. But this card Mm -hmm. can actually do some stuff. And Uh, it being a one four helps out a lot with some of the lower end red mat like board wipes stuff like anger the gods that deal three damage to everything i don't yeah, know how four, often it'll come up but pretty sweet yeah. yeah um and the last card i want to talk about is the dragon's approach it is the newest in the set of the you can have any number of these in your deck oh right yeah. so this is a sorcery for two and a and a red uh it, all it does is deals three damage to each opponent uh then if you cast this, you can exile, I guess it's f- this and four other cards, four other cards named Dragon's Approach. Yep. So mm-hmm. exile the card that you cast and four cards named Dragon's Approach. And if you do, you search for a dragon and you put it right on the battlefield. Yeah, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> you <laughs> right? know, like... I think it's like decently strong. Three damage to all your opponents every time you cast one. I, three, three mana is a lot, but... It's not nothing. That, that's nine damage you just dealt. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to do for three mana. Five. You dealt nine. Yeah, that's better yep. than most creatures do. Is is the way I think of it in my head. I'm like, you know, that's not bad. It's a lot of damage. You just shoot it for a dragon creature card and put it on the battlefield. Yeah, it's interesting. It. I think this is awesome. That's. I might want to make a dragon's approach deck. I, I don't know how fun it'll be eventually. Right? It's it's so linear. I don't think it'll be very fun because right? it all be it is fun. just like. <laughs> I play Dragon's Approach. I play Dragon's Approach. Yeah, <laughs> right? So it's not going to be fun. And there's usually... There's there's probably just a best um, dragon to get at first anyway. Like like yeah. Balefire Dragon because you're being hit because you have so many Dragon's Approaches. Right. Uh, or something. Uh, I wish here, here, was the, here was the way I was going to play it, right? So there's a black card, Secret Salvage. You can... Sur- you. Take a card yeah, from your graveyard, um, search the rest of your deck, put all the cards named Dragon's Approach in your graveyard. Now you have 30 cards named Dragon's Approach in your graveyard. You overload a Mizzix Mastery, well, and you cast 30 Dragon's Approaches. <laughs> no, you put them into your hand. So you exile a card okay, right, from yes, your you graveyard, your and you draw You put them, them in them. your hand, but guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have infinite hand size. You're going to discard 20 Dragon's Approaches. You're going to have yeah, 20 well, Dragon's Approaches. You have approaches, so many Dragon's Approaches and in your hand. Why? you the Mizzix Mastery and cast 20 Dragon's Approaches from your graveyard. Uh-huh. That's how I want to do it. Murder it. That's a, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. So yeah, that that's how I thought of it in my head of like that's more fun, and that way you get rid of all the dragons approaches out of your library, right? You know, it's like you play a lot of cards that say like discard your hand, discard your cards, so that you're always discarding dragons approaches. What's that? What's that artifact like? Spellweaver Helix. You can exile yes. dragons approach and just like another cool card. <laughs> and and so every you time you cast dragons, dragons approach, approach, you cast the cool card. <laughs> that would be awesome. See, so there's some cool <laughs> this stuff. This is so sweet. Yeah. There you go. Right. We just made now, a dragons approach. Now deck. you need to make that deck. There I bet go. there's some like interesting commander cards that are like, oh, name a card and then every time you cast it, do something. Do something right, whatever. and it's it's only going to happen in these crazy circumstances. Yeah, right? yeah, and of course when that came out, throwing stone spiked right. Because if you cast Dragon's Approach, everyone loses. Because th- yeah, <laughs> you're going to end up casting, combo. you're going to end yeah. up casting twelve Dragon's Approaches. This this, this yeah. card is very similar to um, uh, Shadowborn Fossil. It might be the best out of that, like, out of all of those, though, in Commander. 
yeah, this, this we'll we'll see how good this is. And it being a sorcery is interesting. Like Shadowborn, yeah. the best thing about it is it costs one mana. It costs one mana. That's the best thing about um, it. And like, but the mill one's not very good. You don't see it very often. Mill one's not very good. Is there a green one? I don't think there's a green one. Uh, not a green. Nope. I'm sure it's coming <laughs> next year. <laughs> the white one is going to be like discard a card, <laughs> <laughs> like you discard you a card, the not an opponent. Yeah. If you played too many of these, you lose the game. <laughs> uh, oh thank god we made it to the end of our list <laughs> well you don't want to just do it just roll right into the next one make a five hour there's no way we could review. we couldn't possibly so we're going to come out with a part two uh on the next episode we, we aren't done yet with strixhaven we, we still have more to preview oh, no. there's just so much to talk about i mean new cards are the most exciting thing though whenever the format gets shaked up like this this is when Money is spent. This is what I mean, and Wizards knows this. Oh, so yeah, that's why yeah, they yeah. keep doing it. That's why they keep printing stuff like crazy. Yeah, so the we'll next come, one. It'll that? be shorter. It'll be shorter. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we say that now, uh, and then after we get done with this stuff, we will return to our D and D podcast. So we will continue rotating as much as we can. Uh, and the next D&D podcast, again, will still be just the web services that we haven't gone over yet uh, to do your D and D. That's true. Uh, well, where can they reach out to us? Well, after that long and arduous journey you've taken with us, <laughs> if you'd like to drop us a message, you can... Uh, and let us know who's right about Harness Infinity, and let us know who's right... What was our other argument? Uh, the price of Teferi's Protection. Oh, yeah, the Mystic Archive yes. versus Normal which, Art. Which Teferi's Protection will cost more, and is Harness Infinity actually good? Mm-hmm. Those are the two things uh, yeah, I want you know. commenting on. Oh wait, yeah, that's the social media thing. We're supposed to ask for comments and stuff, and well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, whoops. Uh, yeah, do that. And uh, <laughs> where do they do that? <laughs> you can do that to us at either at our Gmail at Dragon or at uh, Gmail is Dragon Party Podcast at gmail.com, and our Twitter is at Dragon Party Pod. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome. All right, we're gonna hit you with be- going back to the party because we are we we are in need of a drink. We my yeah. my mouth is parched. I know this is like one of the times that I've actually gone through my beer. I uh, I, I sucked this down like a while ago. I, I sucked down that and my water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am in desperate need of a drink. Ooh. And all you listeners out there, party on! Party on! Party on!